0: Las arena they had it there yes we, we so already that. started
1: recording haven't we oh yeah i was just we i think we just picked this podcast up from here <laughs> That's okay. what i'm saying uh, yeah and i like, so, i drink jepson's every time i go to chicago yeah we, we are a lot a of that on, that on the board it's met, one of our favorite beverages we've
2: had two people bring it as a joke and we were like no no Thank i don't you. i don't think you guys <laughs> get it like we actually love this shit yeah i sincerely like it yeah. as well like complex bitter Angry, aggressive stuff like rubber that's in bands, my, yeah, band aids, band aids, burnt band aids. Like yeah. I'm into that. That's Let's the say. one bottle we didn't bring today. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> we <laughs> got the so whole Jeff bar here. Still, still, still sitting in my place. We, um, I, I, the, the funny part was right before I ordered the Elizier uh, Novasalis. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been working on my wife to get into the more bitter liqueurs, and she got into um, Branca Menta, the sweeter, mintier version of Fernet Branca, mm-hmm. and that's for been sure. like a year now. And literally, we were sitting there, and she's like, you know, it's not my favorite, but if we're at a restaurant and I need to digest Steve, I'll go for that. Okay. And then he walked up, and he's like, anything else for you, too? And she got a Montenegro, and then I ordered the Elysier. And she goes, well, let me try that. Uh And I was like, oh, honey, no. It (laughs) comes too far to turn back now. She took a sip, (laughs) and she was just breathing hot dragon fire. She was like, ah, ah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, yeah, that's the that's even the that's the the strong end of my stratosphere what would dragon fire look like if it was bitter instead <laughs> like lewis black yes look, yeah, like lewis black right when he's making a loud point <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not vanta black
0: it's lewis black
2: it's like the cartoon like asterisk and pound sign and all yeah. that shit <laughs> Well, uh, Charles, we do have libations poured in front of us, so that must mean it's time for another podcast, another episode, another episode of libations for everyone. It is. uh, I guess that makes me Ben Quam, and you are... Charles of Wad. Woo! Really, I'm staring down on a hot, sweltering summer day. I'm staring down two very, very cold beverages, and I feel like we should get to the libations. But first, we should introduce our lovely listeners, and thank you, each and every one of you. We've had a bunch of people put some reviews up. We love that. Again, if you have... Three minutes in your life leave us a positive review leave a little paragraph about why you dig the show it helps us get to so many other people and it helps us get to amazing humans like the gentleman sitting to my left all of the rest of you in your cars or on your iPods I'm sure it's on your right uh dear sir would you introduce yourself to this wonderful it, crowd it was a hard get
1: <laughs> I would say it was a hard get but uh you know thanks to all your lovely reviews uh, I read them vetted them decided this oh, seems shit. credible enough <laughs> for me to pop in uh, My name is sims andrew sims i'm a musician a producer m c uh entrepreneur a uh learner of things absolutely i uh yes I just love to uh, consume information and synthesize it and um uh, that's what I do so
2: <laughs> for people that are about to get into this show yeah. when they are done we'll go through this at the end again but when they are done where like where can they find you on things musical that play the musical thing sure you could go to uh,
1: why don't you just go to a website called doomtree.net that's doomtre dot and yeah. you can just click around and find stuff there's links to all the social medias and stuff and
2: whatever You'll also find a former guest of the podcast and creator of our theme song, the master himself, Mr. Laserbeak on there. That's right. A great episode. And every time I have people talk about what that bang and beat is at the beginning and the end of this episode or of all of our episodes, it's always Laserbeak. It's always the, uh, break, uh, I spent an embarrassing amount of time going through a whole bunch of laser beak instrumentals waiting for the aha moment. And I felt like that's the closest I'll ever come to, like, the dope shit that, like, Q-Tip used to talk about where you'd listen to a whole jazz record just to find that one sample. <laughs> right. uh, I didn't even find a sample. I just found a chunk that we were going to use, and then we'll use it over and over and over and over again.
0: Uh, Very befitting.
2: But uh, we do have libations in front of us as Those well, so I feel like we should probably start it off with a little cheers. Yeah. Was I supposed yes. to wait to start drinking? Oh, no, no, no. There's no... <laughs> there's no we're going, there are no rules. Uh, so what did, what did we pour first? We did the... This is the Akintoshan. Akintoshan. Uh, yeah. So a 12-year scotch, got some nice, solid, smoky, peatiness to it. Cheers, Ooh. guys. Good Damn, enough to drink. Awful. Good enough to drink, yes. Oh man, I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. tell you right now. I might just cut in some songs while we're yeah. coming in. On this. I mean,
1: this is good. It's no
2: Malort, but this is good. Yeah,
1: it is no. no malort, it's nice. Sure. What does it say? Twelve year Malort.
0: <laughs> the the twelve year barrel aged Malort. I told him that at the Akintoshian Distillery. Well, guys, this is no Malort. You ever been to Chicago? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come with me, guys. Spade you, what? <laughs> <Spade> <laughs> what? Spade Let me what? Show you how spirits are really made. It's, yeah.
2: it's from the Malortian coast. It's on the oh. northwest side of Scotland. <laughs> uh, no one talks about that uh, man that's where the ponies aren't small, like the Shetland ponies they're just super drunk, man. It might just be a guy in a suit it's <laughs> fine <laughs> uh, I feel like I got to start it off, yeah let's do it. All right, so as we talked about like we're not trying to dig deep in on the career, but I think it's pretty easy to assume that you've probably spent more time on the road than your average human being may.
1: Yeah, definitely.
2: But in a sense, being on tour is just an extension of a bunch of road trips or one really, really long road trip with maybe a chosen family instead of a a family by blood. But now when you're going out, whether it's on the road uh, for your music or with the group or if you're just cruising out to go see some stuff, is there a checklist you have? For the road trip. Like, I'm talking snacks. I'm talking beverages. Stops you may have to hit. Is there is there a music you have to play? Like, are you an audiobook guy? Like, tell me about your method when you're going on a road trip. I think that
1: uh, that I have never been able to stick to any sort <laughs> of, like this is my routine and I must do this because I think that for me, that that kind of crushes everything that feels freeing. Sure. So I don't have anything. Like, I think the big thing I picked up from touring and this happened on my first tour that was maybe, it was like a two month tour and I was 22 or something. So, uh, that was kind of a big shock to me. You know, we were sleeping on floors and blah, blah, blah. We was a two month, but 48 shows, And we got two hotel rooms on the entirety of the tour. tour. So we were staying – we were just crashing on ever like at the end of the show literally from stage saying like, if you guys have a floor we can stay on, please come find us at the merch table and we'll stay on the floor. So we we met a bunch of people this way. But I think from that, I realized like uh, that I'm okay wherever I am and I can let go of all like – the blankies in life you don 't need any yeah. you don 't need anything like that brings comfort to you because um, you got you, and so that 's sort of like the thing that I carry with me so on the road it 's whatever i 'll pick up a book and read or you know listen to music mostly when you 're touring with like that many people. Uh, there's a bunch of conversation, and then there's like a bunch of time where you just hope everyone just shuts the fuck up <laughs> yeah. for a few hours. Right. So you know what I mean. So yeah. sort of just like I don't know. It's just kind of a uh, feel it out type of thing. But yeah, I don't go anywhere in particular than a zillion you know flying jays. <laughs> of course,
2: when you're when you're crashing at people's couches, given the amount of time that you did that. Uh, like I feel like that's the clo- the closest uh, relation I would have to that is like when I was in my teens and early twenties bouncing around Europe, like staying in hostels and whatnot, and just finding a place right. where throw somebody ten bucks and you can at least put your stuff down and lay down for a night. Was there anybody that either had like the best spot or like where you were almost questioning like should I stay here? Like
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's been a bunch of sketchy. Oh, I don't even know like where to begin with this the amount of sketchy places i've stayed um but uh it's all been like a real good experience i will say this you know i let off this thing on some bullshit about how you know i don't need comfort and all that, that, that. i didn't when i was 22 sure i'm not 22 anymore <laughs> and i'm not even trying to stay in a fucking days in <laughs> you know yeah uh yeah because uh, you know yeah totally i mean just like the amount of Absolute meth head hotels. I've gotten to stay. There's this place like in between, like, I, I don't know how New Jersey routed into between Philly and New York City, but it did somehow. And we stayed at the crackiest hotel of all time. <laughs> it was the absolute, like, I don't know, it was a nightmare. It was like, you know, carpeting and. Uh, did it smell what like clown the, makeup? What is the. <laughs> jacuzzi in the room Oh, in the, oh, yeah. oh. in the room with the carpet oh, 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 oh. A little jacuzzi. and I it was just, just like that a Petri dish. toothless meth heads like just crawling around <laughs> it was an insane experience and night, the best
2: <laughs> you gotta check for bed bugs in a place feel like that I feel like that's part of like <laughs> looking back at it now, I don't my brain doesn't register how gross <laughs> some of those nights were, I just think about like how funny it was that we like made it through and I didn't have any like skin rashes or whatever but uh Future guest of the podcast, John Solomon from Communist Daughter, will back up our story. We rented a uh, we we did a minor tour into Canada, and we rented a hotel room for fourteen dollars for three of us. Yeah. And uh, that's we went to be good for sure. It's, been, oh, it smelled there. awful. So we went to go open the window, and we opened the curtains, and the window was just bricked in. Yeah, and then uh. <laughs> there was we were like, "Well, where's the bathroom?" And there was just one single uncurtained toilet. Yeah, for the whole floor. That's what fourteen dollars yeah. gets. You. That's Yo. what fourteen dollars gets you in Winnipeg. I Canada. stayed at a place <laughs> in Cincinnati that was like also
1: fourteen dollars, yeah. and when we pulled in, well, oh, that's
2: the number. There
1: was like a guy in front of us in like a cutlass with like tvs in the headrest that was playing porno and then we walked into the thing and checked in (laughs) and uh, the guy in front of us was like hey do you have cigarettes here and the guy's like definitely in the vending machine (laughs) they're on you know on floors three and five or whatever there's vending machines our room happened to be on floor three and in the vending machine is just condoms and cigarettes it was (laughs) the greatest Great. you know it's a good for $14 <laughs> it's like it
0: was really, 14 bucks it's like and sale, you knew what yeah. i feel like
2: we finally <laughs> explained winnipeg's nickname the cincinnati of the north
0: <laughs>
2: uh, $14 sounds like a
0: Indie horror yeah, movies. Yeah.
2: You know. $14 hotel room, definitely. A hotel it's room for sure a bucks. porn. There's no yeah. way it's not at least no, a porn. it's a porn.
0: It is for sure. I can verify that, but it should be an indie horror movie. The only
2: difference is no one ever fixes the cable. Uh, <laughs> uh, Charles, what about you? white noise on that TV. <laughs> as, as our our resident researcher for all things food, when you're, uh, when you're lining up to go on a, a road trip... Well, I'm going to turn this on its
0: head, because... When I go on a road trip, I'm all about getting from point A to point B and not speeding necessarily. Like, I do enjoy the, the adventure. But, for instance, when I went to Madison in Chicago, like, six weeks ago, I didn't want to stop to pee until I got to Madison because Madison was my first evening. Like, I stopped there for one night. But I was all about, I just want to get straight to Madison, check into the hotel. Then I can get to it. So that's what I'd say about the road trip portion of the equation In terms of, like, outfitting the hotel, same thing. Like, I don't want to be in there ever. But I will say that I almost always regret not having some form of alcohol in my room at the end of the night. I'm Mm. like, oh, dude, I should have got, like, some lager or a bottle of something. I almost always at the end of the night either I've spent a bunch of money in the minibar or I go back out and spend a bunch of money you know I go buy a like Marnie and I in where the fuck were we oh in San Diego we went to the rooftop bar in our hotel because we didn't have any liquor in our room and I got a martini and she got like a and t and they were just about to close and I think it was like 50 bucks for the two cocktails I was like yeah man it would have been a lot smarter idea for us to have something in the room waiting for us so I'd say I don't Want anything? Like I don't like stopping at the gas station. Like I'll do snacks sometimes, but it's not a tradition. Sure, you know sometimes on the way home I do my road trip charcuterie, which I've told you about. Yes, you have. Yeah, triscuits and like beef sticks and cheese curds. Road trip charcuterie. <laughs> but usually I just want to. I just want to get there. So I'm like, I don't want to drink coffee before I go because then I'm going to have to stop. That's kind of my my whole situation. Whatever sure. you
2: quam? Oh, I'm a uh, I'm. I guess part of it is just, like, I have to figure out how I'm going to focus my ADD. So I always build a playlist that's, like, 14 hours too long for whatever I'm doing. Like, literally going to the cabin in back, which is a two-and-a-half-hour drive, I'll build, like, a 14-hour playlist because that way I can spend half the trip just be like, no, not that one. No, not that one. It's My wife loves it. Trust me. It's really easy to listen to when somebody else has to be passively listening to you skipping songs. Uh, but I'm a big uh, – I do love uh, beef jerky on a road trip. Uh, I prefer to only do it when you can roll the windows down because I don't like the whole car to smell like it. But I do. I enjoy that. And then uh, my thing is always uh, at this point in my life, I try to bring a pillow with because I don't no matter where we end up staying, it's always like the worst shittiest pillows and also the fact that like I got to put my head on something again. I have stayed on so many floors and I have surfed on so many couches in my life and i I wouldn't mind if I had to do that. The difference is that, like now, I don't have to do right. that. And so you, if I'm not doing that, you can't go anywhere without your my pillow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh fuck! Yeah. <laughs> hey. I called up called up Mike Lindell and I said, "You seem like a rational, hey, normal human being." I'm a brand evangelist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an evangelist with a brand. A brand. Either way, it all works. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, I that's been that's been the thing that I realized. Like that. That's when I felt like an old man was like I mean I got I'm I'm cool with whatever as long as I got my pillow yeah, like, you know, you went from like or like a young child. Yeah, yeah, young child <laughs> yeah. to I don't give a it's shit. Like going back to, a child. to young it's child. child. It's like a
1: regression to the me yeah,
2: Exactly. Isn't that life
0: regressing, going from a child and then going back to a child? Yeah, it's eventually. a bell curve, maybe. maybe. Yeah,
2: but the, the safety <laughs> instead is it from like this <laughs> thing makes me feel safe. Now it's this. Uh, this means I don't have to put my face on whatever myriad things are on this pillow already. The, the pillow one is a good one, and I should have thought of that when we were in Puerto Rico a couple weeks ago.
0: I didn't pack my pillow, but I thought about it. I got a fucked up neck. And I went through the condo we were staying in. There were so many pillows that were, like, decorative and shit. I yeah. found this weird circular, like, this probably 12-inch circular, uh, like, tufted pillow. But it was shallow and hard. And that was the pillow I slept on for eight days. There you go. Like, I was like, okay, my neck doesn't hurt. fucking <laughs> How <laughs> oh,
2: <laughs> stupid is Uh Side Side offshoot from this. When traveling in a van... Is there anything that you found that makes a better pillow when you don't have a pillow? I mean, you, yeah. Uh, you know, it's just
1: like, you know, a hoodie or whatever. I mean, there's, there's nothing. Yeah. There's nothing. I mean, yeah. We were, I was just talking to Des about this the other day. She was like, uh, there was like, you know, we were three to a bench basically in a 15-passenger van. Sure. So, you know, we have 12 people in there or whatever. And there was trips where I would just sleep on the – floor mm-hmm. in front of the bench and just kind of had people's legs like over me and laying there yeah, and it. some insane thing and just thinking about the sheer fucking idiocy of that is when I was like oh, we're in a van. Accidents do not happen
2: <laughs> exactly. in this space. We're yeah. going to be good. There's never been a story I've ever heard oh, of a tour oh, oh, band getting good.
1: in an accident. It <laughs> yeah, no, never happens and bad things don't happen when you're in them. So,
2: yeah. Oh speaking of that uh, okay, shout out to friend of the podcast Jenny Mueller who uh, we were in a, a like a Ford Econoline van together, and I am six foot five without shoes on, so the idea of me stretching out just doesn't exist. Yeah, but I figured out that if I laid underneath all of the bench seats, I could actually stretch all the way out, and that would be the only way that I could stretch my legs out. So, you know, we got three full, it was four full benches, and then the two front seats, and I would lay vertically. In the van, So so I was just like the dude on the floor. Again, if we get in an accident, I am a torpedo that goes directly into the dashboard. Like nobody would even see it coming. It would just be an explosion of of red jello. Ben (laughs) Quam. (laughs) Yeah, Ben Quam. And she finally felt so bad she actually ended up coming down there just to make sure I was all right. Like, hey, are you like dying of carbon Uh monoxide or are you okay? Uh Is, Is there an air vent towards you? But again, I mean,
1: sleeping in a fucking tour bus is also an insane experience too. Because you're like driving through single lane roads and wherever, and there'll be some truck that passes you or like a big gust of wind, and the whole the whole bus kind of makes a ugh. waving move and you're sleeping in these bunks that definitely are shaped like coffins and <laughs> when a big move happens like that you're like oh fuck this is it, you know? it? the convenience factor of not having to move that. from where you'll you know they'll just remove your ass in the whole bunk and put you right in cut it all out yeah exactly fuck it yeah they probably just detach that I, way I
2: never thought about the the, the the beds on a tour bus are just the, the clamshell to goes for corpses we'll like, just Pop that out and sand it right God, to them. You're a dark dude. Man. Yeah, that's that's weird weird. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> well, I feel like we should toast to that. Yeah. yeah. Clam
0: shell coffin.
2: Clam shells for coffins.
0: <laughs> All right. Cheers, guys.
2: Yeah. Now that's 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 right. I love that sweetness from the the corn in there. It's just like to me it just jumps on the front of my tongue. But yeah, the mescalvago, man. There we go. He um, uh, we didn't say what we were ranked, so. Oh yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> uh, we were talking about it before we hit record. Haha. Um it's uh, unfortunately the the sort of the head of the entire estate passed away uh, during the second shutdown. And he was doing to me for what we have available in our market, I will say. He was doing some of the most interesting um, blends and mixing in different things and trying to bring in um, different ways of making stuff. And this one, the elote, is—I uh, just love it. I love it in cocktails. That's fruity. Yeah, it's and it all that fruit to me comes kind of after the swallow. It just kind of pops up. as like, That's oh some, wow, that like was actually a lot sweeter. Yeah. Um, I love doing Dang like it. subbing that out for a white rum in a tiki cocktail. It's it's just awesome and it's fun and it adds all these weird different layers. And the more it dilutes with other things in it, the more those different striations kind of pop out to you. You can taste them all individually more. The more the yeah, use that yeah, it's pretty way. boozy, so you can it it probably opens up an awful lot. It's fifty point six. Oh yeah, yeah,
0: nice. Number yeah. two, boom. Number two. All right, Sims. Name your favorite or one of your favorite theme parties that you have ever thrown
2: thrown a theme party well yeah because you guys have done all kinds of, of shit with uh, like the company you were working with when you guys were doing pop-ups so, yeah, uh, yeah.
1: I, I would say that I'm gonna come up with some insane lie right now some crazy <laughs> uh, sardonic <laughs> answer and I'm trying to fight that urge it's just <laughs> raising to the top it's just some fucking smarmy sarcastic bullshit <laughs> I uh, say go with it man <laughs> uh, you know, yeah the Marie Antoinette affair was good I think mostly the uh, – I think the Doomtree Zoo was my favorite oh, thing we did. That shit was so wild. We did a festival at a minor league baseball stadium, and uh, it was like our first time doing our own festival thing. We'd done our own shows, obviously, but it was our first time trying to throw an event. It nearly cracked my my dear friend, the poor motherfucker, Laserbeak, right in half <laughs> – <laughs> um, and I think that that was a valuable lesson in him about like, ooh, shit, need more people, need to delegate, you know, da-da-da. But <laughs> that, bless his heart, he pulled it off. Um, and we did this festival, which was like sort of like, I don't know, we had pop-up experiences all through the entire event. We had um, uh, 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 what In the Heart of the Beast Puppet Theater do like a parade through the middle of it. Oh, uh, right. We had a bouncy castle for the kids in the daytime so, you know, parents could come. Um, and, you know, throw their fucking kids <laughs> somewhere to watch, there. you know, Shabazz Palaces <laughs> or something. Um, yeah, we had, yeah, it was just, it was awesome. We had, you know, bands like Trash Talk and Open Mic Eagle and whatever, just sort of a mix of things that we loved. And, uh, yeah, it was just like the audacity of the entire thing was what I really enjoyed.
2: I think the, the thing about that party, though, is that none of it felt unearned. Like, there, it was the audacity was set to high, but at the same time, everything felt like it was all supposed to be there. Mm. Like, that was, that, that was where I really, like, kind of fell in love with Open Mike Eagle, and I don't know what it would have taken for my, our, my path to cross with, like, his art. I'm sure it would have happened at some point. Yeah, he's but, like. Looking back on that now, like, the amount of shit that I've listened to, I would still think that if that party got thrown right now, like, he would 100% belong there, and that, that would still seem as, like, seamless to me. Well, for sure. You know, just looking at people that are trying to, like, push whatever, like, paper boundaries have been set up in whatever box they got put mm. in. I feel like you guys are both, like, sort of simpatico on that. and like, oh, well, this sure. is a wall? Fuck that. No. And we, yeah,
1: we toured with Mike, and he's, like, and and Bus Driver, and those guys are all, like amazing you know sort of and and bus driver especially like all the living um um, sorry project Blowed people were all like definitely huge influences on what we did like that was a sort of an la collective that inspired a lot of and informed a lot of what we've done for sure and yeah and shabazz palaces is uh an amazing thing that was um uh you know members of the uh planets Mm. who have like this very amazing avant-garde situation going on now with the with that and loving it so yeah I don't know just like I like uh, kind of immersive uh, moments and immersive experience and if I can sort of transport uh, a moment like transport you for a moment into something totally different and take you away from all the bullshit that you walked in the room with and we can just leave all that kind of aside and you trust me or us enough to sort of take care of it for you, it's going to be like a kind of cleansing experience, and that's kind of the way I try to approach any
2: event we do. What you just said is what I hope for, like, every time I go to a show. Like, every live show. Like, I just want to take off all of the worries and everything that I'm carrying on my shoulders. I just want to walk in and leave all that shit at the door, and just for a couple hours get... Man. Just me time, and I'll still put it on when I walk out. I'm still. It doesn't fix anything. It doesn't solve anything. I mean, that's one of the
1: beautiful things about like those arena shows, right? Is there's just, like, so much fucking production, and it does do that. You know, some of the like right. local shows are really hard to pull that off because you don't have any production budget. But there's one person in town, uh, Lady Midnight, Ooh. who is um, absolutely crushing at doing that. She plays whatever. I tried her
0: for the last uh, event I did, at Falling Knife, yeah, she was unfortunately not available, but <clears throat> whatever she might do her the. Next. One. whatever the
1: scenario is she shows up with like sort of the like right sized kind of performance but everything she does is like just insanely well thought out oh, I love that, and just so like I don't know just just really beautifully done she's real thoughtful well and
2: then the music's bomb too like that's the best yeah. part is it's not just the, like I've seen I'm sure we could all agree to times that you've gone and you've seen a great show but like the actual act was like yeah like it was you needed that that's whole a, show to make it work yeah to me you know and I I appreciate that, but it's it's when the two work together. When they're mm-hmm. symbiotic, that's when you can really just like literally get transported to a different world. Mm-hmm. Where I'll realize that yes. a couple songs have gone by and I don't even remember what songs they were because I was so in everything that, you right. know, you're just swaying with the crowd and moving. Mm.
0: Yeah, I I feel like showmanship has died for a lot of live music. Not all of it, but particularly in rock, it used to be that you know, like rock and metal. There used to be a lot of like showmanship and stage performances and props and things like that to immerse you and to also, like, kind of scare you with that kind of music. Yeah. I had gotten an argument earlier today on – not an argument. I was just kind of jiving with a friend of mine on Facebook uh, about – he said he hated Ghost, and I started <laughs> to explain all the reasons I like Ghost, and one of them is because they're like some of the last showmen in rock. They yeah. Put on this wild show, costume changes, and all that shit. Yeah. I love that because you feel like you're not just – listening to the record, but live and drinking with your friends, yeah, there's something to focus on. And I absolutely adore that. God,
1: well, I hate to be a downer guys. It's just mostly about the economy of the music industry. <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> Everything's garbage. Like, right. I mean, there's like, yeah, there's not fucking money for the insane light show. If you're playing at, yeah. you know, the triple rock or first half sure. or whatever, you know, your 500 cap room, you for don't sure. got it like that. Cause it's like, there's not label tour support money anymore and there's not money coming in from royalties like there was and you know things are but different that's
0: What you want out of a show on that spectrum is you want to just like be close to the performer yeah and, like, yeah, yeah but like
1: right as a performer you. you want the shit to fucking rip and totally, part yeah. of that includes like some you know stagecraft it's like just a, you know a bit of like this like ooh, with the, with the smoky hands some magic the shit but, the yeah. ribbons I want just extra confetti guns
2: everywhere. I, <laughs> everywhere. <go. laughs> I do feel like I feel like like raw passion can easily make up for that with me though. Like some of the best shows that I've seen in my entire life have been at like Seventh Street Entry or a, a small two or three hundred person venue and it was because They didn't give a fuck about anything else. They played like there were sixteen thousand people behind me, and really, it was just a wall right behind me. And I, I love that shit too. No doubt, you know. Give me a. There was a, a band from Baraboo, Wisconsin called Fox. Oh, yeah.
1: Hell yeah. Dude,
2: like some of the most insanely musically Hell, talented yeah. humans I've ever seen. And they were playing the entry. And it one, like, I mean, this is it's pretty chill music. its It's emotional. And there's a lot. I mean, there's like seven instruments playing, but it's not like aggressive rock. And yet the guitarist was climbing on the pipes above the crowd and still playing guitar. And then to, like, take it a step further, they just ended with an entirely acapella six-part harmony song. I'll still take that. Fucking Birthday Suits. Dude, man, just, like, fuck. Birthday Suits. We're that like, dope, and we're going to leave you on that. Birthday well, Suits is a two-piece.
1: Yeah. That make everything the coolest, like, loudest, bangingest show you've ever seen, you know? You're
2: looking around like, that's really it? Like, what?
1: holy shit. You should get Matthew on the podcast. Is who you should get because he's got Raman Kazama now. and Paging Matthew. I'll be hitting you up on the
2: Instagram here
0: maybe in the next couple weeks. (laughs) Make a mental note. We're only two shots in. Make a mental
2: note. (laughs) There we go. All right. Here we go.
0: Did you you go to the Jadena show at – first half? No, even Nicole went. I did not he go. He was so resourceful. It was like he hired an interior decorator because it was just like a living room with like a throne in the middle and then just a bunch of people on stage with him and then he was wearing a cape and shit and it just added so much production value where he may not have spent that much money, but it was like just more than the sum of his parts. Dude, that guy's insane. Was,
2: oh, yeah. Like, got a, a full scholarship to like six different Ivy League schools and he's like, "No, nah, I'm a rap. And just fucking, like, I love, again, his wordplay and the way that he sees shit. It's totally wild to me.
0: I had to get uh, Long Live the Chief on our wedding playlist, (laughs) and I was like, this might confuse some family members, but I don't care. It'll be all right.
2: (laughs) Uh, Oh, we're uh, theme parties. Yes. Right? Uh, All right. I'm going to do a throwback here because I have decided in the last couple weeks that we're going to resurrect it. But uh, the greatest party, the party that people from my high school years still talk about was uh the gentleman who got us into the PA hall mr jaron turley mm. and i uh aka studio b we threw a pajama jammy jam uh our senior year in high school and like 200 people showed up to a house party all went out and bought like dope pajamas we got down we had the stereo going the whole night people were doing like the kid and play like people worked on dance routines and shit and we're gonna bring it back. What we're year gonna, was that? That would have been nine that was the winter of ninety six going into ninety seven. Uh-huh. Uh And were dope pajamas in ninety six Oh it was just so black. This is a while ago. No, it was like baggy, blocky, uh-huh. like uh old waspy white people in New England. Did anyone have the balls you grew to up? wear you a grew up in New England? No, it was this was here, but that was what everybody like at school half the girls still wore like extra large Stussy and Massimo t shirts. There you go. There. We have the Patriots, man. Stuici's <laughs> back, baby. I know. So is Massimo. <laughs> it's just—it's all coming Massimo's full circle. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I got to get Jecos. TikTok. Target bought it. I, I got to get, gotta get TikTok, man. <laughs> <laughs> so we've been talking about it, and uh, we threw it out as kind of an idea on a couple different social medias, and a bunch of people responded that they would totally show up because all of those those movies that it's based on, like. People that had kids early, their kids are old and grown, and they can roll. People that either didn't or had kids later, like screw it, I can get a sitter for a night and come down. But we're literally going to do all like late eighties to nineties hip hop, and we're going to throw an old school pajama jammy jam. Where uh, we're going to do it at PNA Hall, the other the second studio for this podcast, and uh, we're just going to wait until it gets a little cold, where people don't have like Stupid. outside stuff to do. And we're gonna throw down. Is oh, Studio club. B your crib? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I do not live at PA Hall. Yeah, know to... yeah They uh, yeah. they step forward and they uh, again. We always try and give them props on here. If you're looking to throw an event, if you want to throw a live show, hit up PA Hall uh, in Northeast Minneapolis. They were so good to us because it was a huge two story indoor space that was well ventilated. So we could sit a couple tables apart, and we could still um, record the podcast, and people uh, could feel like they could take their mask off, and people could feel safe because we were like ten feet away from each other the whole time. Yeah, it was and having having them do that is really how what kept the podcast yes. alive when things got really dark. Shout out, so P&A Hall. out of oh, yeah. thirty, this would be thirty one shows. I think sixteen or seventeen of them were there. Maybe Probably more. More. Yeah.
0: Probably like dude, like twenty two or twenty three. Yeah. Yeah. So,
2: god, I really was a hard kid. Yeah, see. We have a worker for that these things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so Pajama Jam Now's Jam. The time. Check your socials. Now's. It's coming. We're, we're going to send out snail mail invites. We'll hit you on AIM. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, oh shit. ICQ. We'll post we'll post ICQ. on your friendster.
0: Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Look up.
2: <out for> <laughs> you You've got you old enough. <laughs> uh, Charles, what about you? I, I'm tempted
0: after Sims answer to say like one of the parties I've done with or for my clients. Mm-hmm. Cause I was like, Oh, I didn't even think about that when I thought of this question, but I'm going to stick to the original answer. When the zombie pub crawl started, I remember thinking it was like the silliest shit I ever saw. I was like, why, yeah. why zombies? I don't fucking get it. Right. And I was joking with some friends of mine, like my, my girlfriend at the time and her best friend and, and her boyfriend, we were sitting at a booth at Mazlax actually this is online where this was. I was like 22. And I said, uh, I'm gonna throw a, I'm gonna throw an Abe Lincoln pub crawl. It's gonna compete, and we all started cracking up. But I was like, "Yep, men and women both. We all dress up like Abe Lincoln." Fuck First, off, I, you did it? No, I was too impractical. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I was only just, at the time. I was just being a smartass, right? Yeah. I was like, "Yeah, well, I'll dress up like Abe Lincoln." And they were all cracking up and shit. And then I was, she was, um, uh, my my girlfriend's best friend was thinking of being a ninja for Halloween, uh-huh. and it was near Halloween. And she was showing me this video where you could take a black t shirt. How'd t-shirt she come up with that? And brilliant. <laughs> but, no, it, was, <laughs> that, that, it does sound that dumb that I said it. She showed me this video where you could take a black t shirt and this like very easy way to twist it around your head to turn it into a mask. Oh, okay. Which is All brilliant. Right. You can All look right. the video up on YouTube. Yeah. Wait till after the podcast. Don't do it right now. You got more listeners. Especially if you're driving. Wait till you're parked. Yeah. <laughs> but she showed me this video, and I was like, oh, dude, we should do a ninja pub crawl. So I, I did this pub crawl for four years it's called the super ninja Pub crawl the first time we did it we were just kind of smart assing the zombie pub crawl thing but there's something incredibly liberating about dressing up like a ninja and walking around town getting stalking hammered. your way through downtown <laughs> people are scaling walls and like climbing ladders yeah, behind bars exactly. and stuff Bunch we're of throwing ninja stars at idiots. each other. <laughs> it, was, it. it was awful and it. beautiful all at oh the same my time God. I'm in I'm in like at first we were like haha we're fucking dumb we're trying to be ironic like yeah, and then you. Yeah, assholes. it's
1: like going to the state fair. You go, you are like, eh, <laughs> this is fucking stupid. And then by the second year, you go, you are like, oh man, you gotta get that corn dog. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys get the pig wings. Fucking <laughs> <the> <laughs> idiots. I yeah, love
2: dude. it. I love <laughs> it. I just had, a blast. We had a I love it. I blast. love the ninja,
1: the ninja, the ninja,
2: ninja If you well, ever, let me know if you bring it back. Yeah, if you resurrect the Abraham Lincoln, I'll bring Lincoln.
1: that. I'll bring that straight to the Pajama Jam. Yes. I feel like those are two. Congruent outfits. <laughs>
2: Ninjas <then just> gotta <laughs> to sleep too.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, the last year, I made made a scorpion outfit, like the classic <laughs> MK1 scorpion outfit. My buddy Sarge was um, was uh, Sub Zero. We had the the classic like MK1 with the whole thing down the middle. Amazing. You,
2: you should have had him walk away every time you ordered drinks. And you could be like, get, okay, over, Sarge, here. get over here. Get uh, I'm sure uh, that happened but, a few times. <laughs> I don't remember it, but. If you resurrect the, the Abraham Lincoln <laughs> pub crawl, can I just dress up like a <laughs> you, booth? And then I can just follow behind you the whole time. Yeah. Is that too far?
0: It's terrifying.
2: <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat> Let's try this
1: crazy room.
0: <laughs>
2: Aside from Abraham, that, Mrs. Lincoln, Abraham how was the plan? <laughs> Uh, what years was that? What When did you do the uh, the Ninja Pub Crawl?
0: This was like 2004 to 2007. Man. Something like that. I'm sure a friend of mine will correct me.
2: I guarantee you, uh, that's, there's just no way that I didn't cross paths with that. And somehow it just didn't work.
0: We usually did the 4th Street in Northeast Minneapolis here. We did the 4th Street Shuffle all the way down. Oh, that's He's why. He's like Nightcap, uh, Jimmy's, yeah, all the and way down. And you did it on a weekend? Scratch Grumpy's.
2: Yep, yeah, Saturday. Yeah. I, I was stuck downtown. I was I was on an island not understanding that other things happened anywhere. Outside. I have a hard time believing you'd forget running into uh, 70 ninjas while you're well, yeah. walking around. No, I just meant like working downtown when people would do downtown pub crawls, like you'd see everybody just come through. Oh, you God, know, no, I'm like, not going to dress up like that. Running of the downtown. bullshitters and the angry get Santa. If I was dressed
0: like a ninja downtown, they would just mace me. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Hit me with mace right away. <laughs> just to be safe. Then we'll check. All right, should we dig into the, some of this, oh, yeah. this Haitian? What's next? Sims, what do you want to drink next? I want to drink this rum. This Haitian rum? Let's yeah. Do it. So. Here, do you well, want, I, do you want, want to it? I don't know how to say I this. Do you want to pour it? Yeah. It's Ak Zanj, A K Z A N J. It's a no. Haitian rum. I got this um, from Rob Jones, who works at Meteor, owns Meteor. He, it was the first time he got this in, and he was making a drink with it. This was like during the pandemic, and I haven't even tried it yet. It's only open because Marnie tried some last night, uh, and I am excited to drink some because I've—I don't think I've ever had any Haitian rums, and if I have, I don't recall. So I'm excited to try this.
2: <laughs> Sorry, I was looking, at, not talking. Uh, Zange is apparently <laughs> the name of the distillery. An AK or AK is the name yeah. of this product. It's this. Okay, they they have these are on store shelves
0: now. I saw some at Stinson here in Minneapolis, um, wherever you live. I don't know if this is available, but they have a multitude of offerings.
1: It's good. It's fucking boozy. Yeah, the, the smell is <laughs> this is this is a real deal. This is like a what what do they call that cask strength? Yeah, it's holy shit.
0: What's the proof on there? Does this ten thousand?
2: I think it says forty five. Okay, Oof. so ninety. Mm-hmm.
0: So a little hot tip that a friend of mine taught me years ago, if you're, if oh, you're yeah. smelling booze that is really powerful, breathe, through, breathe in through your mouth but with your nose over the glass because mm-hmm. then you don't get like all that heat in mm-hmm. your nose. Yeah, kinda,
2: do that with food, do that with wine, do that that's the best way to do I, it I, right? I do with spirits what? mostly say that again
1: but. do it slower though so leave, <laughs> oh, leave, oh, leave your it. mouth
2: open a little bit and inhale through both your nose and your mouth oh like mouth breathing yeah yeah. have right. <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> been doing it <laughs> Most <laughs> of, yeah, mostly your mouth been, been doing dry, it drop through <laughs> your mouth and then
0: it'll like you'll waft through your nose instead of like really pulling in all uh-huh. the alcohol god
1: I can't fucking
0: taste or smell anything
1: it's just the. <laughs> 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 you could literally tell me what this. that's almonds like, yeah it's got almondy kind of Foot to nose to it.
2: I got a oh, yeah, a, a thrice broken nose and fucked up sinuses, so my my smelling is always at like twenty percent anyway. Yeah. I love like I love drinking scotch and whatever, and
1: but the funniest shit is reading the back of the label and they're like, no, it's a vanilla lavender honey bunch, and
2: I'm like, oh, not
1: definitely tasting <laughs> the apple crunch. <laughs> Thought it was good, loving that. <laughs> no fucking right.
2: idea. There's some I like when they t- when they uh, when they list off fruits that I've never heard of. And I'm like, how do I know what the fruit tastes like? Because we don't have those here. Yeah, <laughs> like, go get some from Whole Foods, yeah. <laughs> maybe. Possibly. All right. Well, Scald right. me, friends. I do like the the lasting power of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, that's powerful. I like that. That wouldn't if you had like straight grapefruit juice or straight lime juice. Like that wouldn't back down. That'd nah. be ready to tussle. Nope. 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 Ooh. You guys are very bearded, but, you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if you weren't before. Now we are. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm already covered nose to toes. Uh,
0: in I don't need any more. Oh, yeah, that's uh, true. Thank you. Yeah, he wears okay. the sweaters no matter what we do. That's
2: right. Question number three. Oh, man. All right, Question Sims. Number three. It's late night. We've all been out of the bar party. Definitely. It's the whole crew. You, after a few drinks, are like, you know what? Fuck it. Everybody over to my house. We're going to have a little after bar. Uh-huh. Everybody comes over, and you realize as you're walking in that everybody's, like, a little bit hungry, a little bit, like, "Mm, I want to munch on something. Yeah. If you had access to everything, what would be – what's your, like, go-to – we've been out at the bar all night. I'm going to make this, or I'm going to order this. I mean, don't fuck around with a good thing. It's just pepperoni pizza. Like, let's – you know. You got to get more definite, though. Like, is it a frozen pizza? Do you have a brand? Definitely just –
1: yeah. I mean, okay, whatever. It's, like (laughs) – I mean, if there's, like, the – you know the the best you know pepperoni pizza right available to you, but that doesn't really exist here in minneapolis sure no 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 uh disgrace onto our city, but mm-hmm. you know. So a fucking Jack's frozen pizza or 7 is going to just do exactly what you need it to do. <laughs> so yeah, I love like a shitty
2: cheap frozen pizza. I love shitty beer and I love fancy scotch. Do you do you throw do you add anything on? Are you one of those people that you open up the frozen pizza and you throw Man. some shit on there? Just, you just don't just like fuck up their it? recipe. <laughs> right. Jack's got his shit right. Yeah. <laughs> Jack's put his name
1: on that shit. I mean, Jack has done extensive work to get his recipe right and I'm who am I to fuck with a good thing?
2: Jack yes, didn't, so y'all down. don't need to do it. Exactly, Jack didn't. Jack is hove.
1: <laughs> Jack did it. Pizza ho. <laughs> uh, I was on tour in a uh, in Europe, <laughs> and we were in a uh, somehow uh, Birmingham, Birmingham, England, or whatever. And I uh, was open up for Yellow Wolf out there, and uh, we went to a bar afterward, and he's just like a southerner out here in like England. And the you know, the contrast was wonderful to observe. <laughs> and we were at a bar or whatever and he um you know, we get shots of Jack Daniels and he takes a shot and he goes, Woo, God damn, man. You gotta hand it to Jack Daniels, man. <laughs> that motherfucker got his recipe right! <laughs> Bang on the table. Just screaming out there in the middle of like, Cheerio, man. <laughs> like, where everyone's so like, to themselves and papa, and like, you know, if they really fucking devastate you, you didn't even know because it was so subtle oh, and like, for sure. Lightly done and
2: like, it was like. Preaching the gospel. Know, and he's just anyway. like, God damn, man. That was the best. <laughs> He is uh, he is a teeny human being. It, it was, was yeah. It Jay was Daniels? weird. It was no. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I didn't know Jonathan Daniel Carson, Carson Daly's grandpa. He's exactly <laughs> like.
1: Him. I mean he's Ben. There. To be fair, everyone to was a teeny <laughs> That's human fair. being.
2: But like he's you know, like
1: six feet, one hundred and eighty pounds. He
2: was not one hundred eighty. He's like one hundred and fifty pounds.
3: Okay,
2: okay, <laughs> fair, fair, fair. It was just like he he was. They came through. Like the whole crew came through uh, when I was at the airport, and I was managing a few restaurants. So I just wanted to make sure they got taken care of there are people in every city and every establishment that maybe don't always react well to people that are covered in tattoos and whatnot. I just wanted to make sure that everything was good. you uh, call him Mr. Wolf. <laughs> I, that was one of the, like, <laughs> I don't even know what to say. So I just walked up and I was like, I just went with a, is there anything else that I could do for you right now? I just want to make sure that your stay is good. He was awesome. We ended up bullshitting for a little while. He got up and I put my arm around him and I was like, Oh, almost lost you. Yeah. Like he was just a, yeah. I don't know how tall was how tall is he? Yeah, I think like like five ten six I feet mean, somewhere there. Have you ever oh. been to Los Angeles? Have you ever met so any of these actors? Yeah. <laughs> was like, I mean, like <laughs> like to use Rick Ross <laughs> as an example. It was disappointing. Rick
1: Ross is tiny.
2: He's teeny. I wanted him to be like a big Your motherfucker. Eyes. And yeah, yeah, I wanted him to you be my size. You wanted to like <laughs> do
1: like a sumo
2: fight? Exactly. With I Ross. wanted a belly bump. <laughs> boom, yeah. And like tap up. our hands on each other's shoulder blades. Hug. No man. And he was like a he was like a grown up gummy bear. I was like, oh man. All right. Well. I mean, Cause, cause, you know. You're not the biggest boss that I've <laughs> seen. You're a, you're a medium-sized boss that <laughs> medium I've seen. <laughs> yeah, well.
1: No, what are you going to do? You're an ex boss uh, <laughs> you know, everyone's body is their own yeah. to have. I'm,
2: I'm definitely not body shaming either Yellow Wolf or <laughs> Rick Ross. Yeah, I just like sometimes when you have – when you when you hear somebody for so long and something about – especially about the, the confidence that comes in a lot of hip-hop, uh-huh. it's weird when like somebody They're is – Very tiny.
1: Ludacris is very oh, tiny. Ludacris yeah. is like 5'7". And he's got a big
2: booming voice. Mm -hmm. And
1: he's just rat and cube is tiny.
2: Everybody's uh, tiny. Literally, everybody's tiny. Except Batman Man and Vince Vaughn. Have you ever seen that guy, Kevin Hart?
3: (laughs) 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 No, he's tiny. Let let me tell you about this fucking killer
0: podcast. We are crushing this year. Kevin Hart. Five, six. Tight, 'Cause yeah. he's tiny. But hold on, I'm gonna tell you who's shorter than all these people. Oh. Oh, according to sources, Kevin Hart is between five two and 5'4 Oh, he really is. Jack Daniel, five two. Yeah? That doesn't surprise me. You he mean five, from two.
1: the recipe? Yes. Yeah. God damn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He got, got a right. <laughs> got he got the recipe god right he got the recipe right god damn he got the hand I
2: feel like anytime he would shout that and hit the table a beat should start like, oh god it was like, the best it was like this young
1: kid standing next to him who was probably like I don't know 18 or whatever and was just like Mr. Wolf sir and just like a big fan of Yellow Wolf or whatever Mr. Wolf then you know and he like turns around and finally pays this kid some mind or whatever and the kid's got like all these brand new Fucking tattoos covering his entire face and neck and arms. <laughs> and Wolfson was like, tattoos look real new. And it just turns back around. <laughs> That's
0: it. Yeah. Oh, that recipe is yeah, so not I'm, right.
1: I'm going with fucking pizza. Yeah. I'm going with the cheapest pizza you got. And I'm dousing that shit in crystal Bull. hot
2: sauce. There it is. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. Dig it. Hot Charles. sauce.
0: Well, in the spirit of the question, as I observed it, I used to do these massive fucking smorgasbords when I was in my 20s, when we'd go back from the bar and my friends would be hungry and I would just make these fucking wild meals with whatever we could find. Sometimes we'd go to like Rainbow Foods and pick up a bunch of shit. Those are some sketchy situations. I don't know if they're <laughs> still 20... Are they still open 24 hours? Or a Cub now? <laughs> it was like, there's not even Rainbow Foods whatever. anymore. Whatever, <laughs> Cub Foods. Are they open? I don't know. It's a 24-hour grocery store. We go pick a bunch of shit up. Like, one time, I made, like, a wild amount of food. I made waffles, scratch waffles, and I uh, put brown sugar on them, and then poured maple syrup, so yeah. it was like... Kind that of, actually sounds really good. Dude, they were good as fuck. And then I made, uh, I made teriyaki <laughs> wings with udon noodles... I made New York strips. Jesus. I made fries, like oven baked fries. Oh, uh, what else did I do? This was like one night. I just went fucking bonkers. I had a bunch of European sausages because I worked at Cromarchicks at the time I was in college. Damn. Yeah. No, I just I would go bonkers and I I absolutely love doing that. And I would do I would do that now, but I don't like to eat when I'm drunk. Oh,
2: I forgot that about you. Yeah. That's so if weird.
0: someone if I take a bite of something, then I'm like, ooh, I can eat, but I don't think to eat. Mm. If it's ordering something, it's Parkway Pizza. We order, like, yeah, Parkway Pizza's Mm -hmm. good as hell. And they're open. They're not open as late as. This is the most disappointing thing. Oh, man, I shouldn't even say this. Too late. Fuck Parkway Pizza. (laughs) As a staff and a record label. (laughs) If you're done with
1: Parkway Pizza. I'm just kidding. (laughs) All right, I'll say it. Love Parkway Pizza. I don't don't love Pizza Luce,
0: but they're open later than Parkway. So sometimes it's too late and I don't realize it. And we're ordering pizza, and I want to order Parkway, but it's not available. So we end up with Pizza Luce.
3: Sure, pizza like, Luce,
1: nah. don't everyone hates on Pizza Luce?
0: I don't and hate it, it whatever.
1: Hate it. But uh, I wouldn't order it. You get I a hate well done. Is. You get a well done slice from Pizza Luce. The key, at forget. the right time of the yeah. night, and that will fucking hit you right.
0: It's when it's too soft. That's the problem. Yeah, when I get, get it, it well squishy, done, gotta ask for well. And I do. You know, I do it with Parkway now, and I didn't used to. But now I always ask for it well done because you get that nice, like crispy I bottom got to on it. And I do, yeah, I do dig the... Um, I don't like Starch on Starch, but I do like their loaded... The mashed potato, uh, potato one? Yeah. 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 I knows, mean, come on. We're Midwest, Midwest bumpkins over here. Well, of I, course I we have fucking potatoes
1: on yeah. pizza. I will, stand, potato, pizza yes, I will will always stand... potato, Yes. I will always stand... Let's go. Like, yeah, we grew up potato. in this shit. Yeah. yeah. Put yeah. a hot dog on that. Fuck it.
2: <laughs> put macaroni <laughs> and cheese on top of the mashed potatoes okay, on the pizza. now you're selling trade secrets. Starch on Starch on Starch. Lucha always gets the credit for me because they used to do the fucking smartest business thing ever and also the dopest shit ever for somebody who spent the last five hours DJing and drinking. They would roll around to the nightclubs at 3 a.m. with the rest of the pizza that they didn't sell via slice and they would just come knock on our door while everybody was counting tips and shutting shit down and having drinks and they'd be like we got ten pizzas left do you guys want them? Like five bucks each and we would just Throw them money and fuck tip yeah. like a hundred percent, and we would smash because like that was the first you chance that any
1: smash <laughs> each other.
2: No, the smash pizza. <laughs> the pizza in our faces it depends if over got and roses over. From the rose guy, yeah. And it was so, from the we were so land, happy with the and pizza from Luce. <laughs> <laughs> that everybody yeah. just fucking <laughs> just fucked up in there. It was, yeah. dude. It was, it was. There's nothing better than that. It's, it's, it man. was. It's a reverse food cart. <laughs> Instead of like the 3 a.m. like sausage oh, guy man. in Milwaukee, yeah, that's right. it's the 3 a.m. pizza person showing up at your job. Plus, plus, they, I'm about the plus they
1: do an incredible block party for like I don't know, decade yep. plus, And shout out to them for yeah. support. Good,
2: good people. Good people. Yeah. It's
0: the only place I've ever seen Lizzo. Yeah. yeah. She was a relative unknown at the time. I mean, she's obviously big enough to be there, but I, who? I didn't know who she was. Liz what? O. Liz Fair. Oh, Liz O. Oh, Liz Liz-o. O. Oh, I don't know what the I I don't know what the O, what the o stands o. for. Oh, man. Shout out to
1: Liz O. She's great. <laughs> she's so dope. Um, What's your thing?
2: Uh, my thing. So. I, I kind of wanted to go with you on the uh but i we were totino's party pizza folks back mm. in the day, like Mm-mm. the little like ninety nine cent Mm-mm. guys and I would do the opposite <laughs> did get it right I <laughs> would we would run through and we would grab <laughs> how we wanted to fancy it up so we'd grab like four cheese and then we'd go and just get a bunch of other shit yeah and going back to your comment, I haven't thought about this in years when you brought up twenty four hour rainbow foods, yeah. we would go to the rainbow that was kind of off a cedar and we would cruise through grab the pizzas grab like like, we do, like, crushed-up Fritos and nacho cheese on one. And we we did actual macaroni and cheese on one. Like, you know, whatever. Because they're like
1: 420 gourmands. For, for, well, <laughs> for sure.
2: And we lost our guy, Andy Vetch. Uh, nobody knew where he was. Andy had had... Oh, wow. Temporarily then. I was like, No. Look no. at kind of- <laughs> A number of things had happened. And we were checking out. And, like, there's no Andy. And I'm like, hey, does anybody know where Andy went? And I realized, like, I'm the soberest of everybody. Nah. As our cab is just, like, racking up the meters. And all of a sudden, he comes running out of nowhere, and he had—I don't know what you call him—the the the, the old-timey toy where it's like the plush oh, horse you head told with this a stick story on the back. Yeah, that was when he showed up. He showed up. It was in the middle of us buying all that, and he was like, "This is my horse. Her name is Aurora. She's the color of hugs." And it was like, "All right, I'm done." The poor cashier is staring at me. I'm like, "I'll get all these people out of here. I'm going to go clean myself up from okay. laughing hysterically." Because
0: yep. yep. that made me think of that made me think specifically of these adventures we used to go on. Quick aside, one time I went with Brandon, yeah. one of my best friends who lives across the street from here, and we ordered a bunch of shit, a bunch of food. I think he threw like a little plushie doll on the conveyor and I didn't realize it, but we got home. Either that or he stole it. There's a little stuffed animal and it. it was like different countries and it had a little Swedish flag as its nose. <laughs> it's a little white bear with a Swedish flag as its nose. I was taking everything out of the grocery bag and I looked at him and I'm like, what's with this fucking bear and he grabbed it completely hammered i couldn't even see straight he looked it right in the eyes and then looked at me and yelled swedish and he stuffed it in the trash can (laughs) and we still talk about it to
2: this day i have no idea what he was thinking (laughs) yep sorry that's those are the best times (laughs) oh fuck me what scene pizza Let's, uh, so pizzas and auroras mm-hmm. and the colors of hugs. They really nailed that recipe, that's for um, sure. What are we shooting next?
1: <laughs> I mean, next? okay. There's Sim two Sim labs. There's a gin and there's a tequila. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, let's do that tequila because I love that gin.
2: All right. Let's rock it. Charles, what is it? Oh, it's, no, you're right. I'll pour.
1: All right. What oh, do you guys trade off? I haven't picked up a
0: pattern yet. We've never actually. <laughs> been, we,
2: don't <laughs> we don't always. Do, when did you? It works out that way. All right,
0: all right. Sometimes it works out that Fucking way. Night. All right, so I'm going to throw that same question for a loop. After a long night of partying, where do you wish you could go to eat at, like, 3 or 4 a.m. that isn't open?
1: But didn't we just do this question? Mm-mm. No, it's not. What are you My doing? kitchen, Jack's Pizza. Oh, yeah. where, 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 where would I go at 3 or 4 in the Did morning? Yeah, the if where? you could
0: go to, like, a, a restaurant that isn't typically open After when drinking? you're... drinking? Yeah, been partying all night.
1: I mean, like, I just don't give a shit at really? that point about anything except for maybe other party activities. Okay. Uh, you okay. know, uh, so maybe it's just, like, I don't know, some dim sum or something. Ooh, yes. Yeah, some so a dim, dim sum, dim sum like, joint was
0: at 4 a.m., you would do it?
1: I mean, for sure. That's what they – I mean, and oh, they yeah. continue to serve you drinks there. Oh, and, you know, yes. those are like kind of – they serve them in the tea, the teacups and whatever. Is there a dim
2: sum joint that, that if you had to pick one or is there a spot that you've been that just kind of blew your mind? I mean, or are you just like in like,
1: Vancouver and, you know, like on the West Coast, Pacific Northwest, they have like – that's where – I've found the best dim sum. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Oh. Um, yeah, man. I've I've been to like some great restaurants in the um in the Pacific Northwest, but particularly in Vancouver. Um, yeah, man. I ate uh horse sh- sa- uh, horse sashimi. Ooh. what? Yeah, oh up wow. there, yeah. Holy
2: shit, that's crazy. Yeah. Went that's to this amazing
1: yes. Japanese restaurant where they, they serve horse. I Maybe mean, it was like it's it's kind of like a tataki style sure. maybe where they hmm. put some vinegar on the outside yeah. or whatever. Dude, that's wild. I was dead ass over when I did that. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Was it like I'm drunk? You can't don't catch me fucking up any horse. <laughs> <laughs> <Fuck> you. <laughs> <laughs> they eat horse in Europe. Yeah. that's, that's a real thing. Yeah, yeah man. I hey, get it. Whatever. I don't I just don't understand like I I don't know. There's a lot of cultural taboo about eating different animals, but I feel like if you're going to eat one you got
2: to be okay with eating. I'm with you on then. that. Like because, I've eaten camel plenty of times, yeah. that's and that's I, also yeah. a pack animal. When I, I don't... think
1: about it, really, I should be a vegan because, like, ethically, and like even like when I think about it, it's fucking gross. But mm. yeah, it's delicious. So what can <laughs> I say? <laughs> Fucker, I love pepperoni.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. Jack, <laughs> I can't get Jack makes it convenient yeah. for you. Clean, you don't know, have to think about <laughs> what you're <laughs> eating. Mastered the pepperoni pizza like, come recipe. On. <laughs> don't
1: fuck up, Jack's shit. Come on, yeah. man.
2: Uh, I wish we had more than, like, a dim sum place. Like, we have, like, what, two? Which one? Maybe, Maybe three? three? Do We've we tried. have
3: two?
1: We have, we have uh, Manor and Kitchen. Manor and
2: Kitchen in Bloomington, which is legit. And then uh, St. Louis Park. Yangtze. Oh. Yangtze, yep. See? And then I heard that June brought it back. Are they still doing yeah, it? Got okay. got to put game,
1: because I, I didn't know that we had any. Oh,
2: yeah. man. But, um, it's
0: not, like, elite. you saying you've gone to a lot of dim, dim sum in, like, the Pacific Northwest. I'm guessing you've been to, like, Din Fong. If you've been to... It's like a small chain. They have a Michelin star in China, but they have some in Seattle, California... God, it's I just don't expert.
1: Like, yeah, hey, mm-hmm. that sounds awesome. I uh, have a like the memory of a fly. <laughs> I just remember like, yeah, that was good. I remember yeah. that great meal, but I don't remember what the place <laughs> okay. was called or anything right. like that. Well,
2: I think I think outside of June was doing it on weekdays for a little while, but outside of that, it's like Mandarin Kitchen and uh, Yangtze only do it on the weekends, and it's during the day. It's like their yeah. version of brunch. Yeah, they just do dim sum and then that's it. So I just wish we we had more where you could actually go. You know oh, what had it every was, day was soup
0: dumplings. Oh my god, that's Dude. my oh. G- Bao is my favorite, but like no one does it. Nobody does it. They don't do. It's I mean, it's not they, easy. They, they like Noodle House does them. How are they? I mean are they for real June does them <laughs> okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but like the ones they had June yeah they were a little like, I mean gelatinous. hey and June shout out to those good.
1: restaurants for even Doing offering it. that in this yep. market because that's not a, a thing that happens here but Dude, yeah, yeah I'm so with Yangtze you Yangtze too Yangtze does it but yep. it's a
0: little chunky like they, it's really very really thicker, difficult right? to get it's right
1: a thicker thing like you know
2: anyway now we're getting into oh it. No, mm-hmm. no no now I'm just dreaming <laughs> yeah I got shout out to uh Dumpling Agogo in New York. I was the first time that I had like real ones. Ah. And it was supposed to be like one for everyone. And I just magically made one of those, those steamer trays just well, I disappear. Mean, yeah, it's I told me six of those. Just things. crushing them oh, over here. Yeah. <laughs> if you're ever in
0: Denver, go to Cholan Bistro. Oh. It's like a modern Chinese, like elevated restaurant. They do French soup, Xiaolong Bao. So the soup dumplings, but with uh, uh, French onion soup inside of it. Mind blowing.
1: It was my understanding that they were, like, just lard that made that the oh, soup
0: part. Uh, gelatin.
1: Yep. It's gelatin. Yeah. It's a so thickener. they take, like, a pectin into the so essentially,
0: soup. Yeah, like it turns into jello, but then uh, when it gets hot, that melts. Uh-uh. But you still have to make them fresh because it uh, – Peter be honest, yep. was telling us from uh, Saturday Dunkin' Club when he was on, I was asking him if he would ever do that, and he's like, it's a crazy amount of work. And he essentially said that – because I asked him, I said, oh, why don't people freeze them? said something about their separation or yep. it chatters or it like breaks the skin so you can't do it that way and then freeze it you can refrigerate it but then you gotta like make them an order you gotta mm. you gotta be ready to to fire damn it <laughs> I want them
2: yep I want them. somebody out there get us some soup Magical. to waste. stat yeah.
0: anyway
1: Let's figure yeah, out. I, would eat, I would fuck those of at <laughs> drunk, too. I'd fuck those yeah, up yeah. right now.
2: Right now. You'd burn your mouth. Send those to the <laughs> studio. Don't care. 100% you are, you, are you are to wake up with them. no skin on the All roof right, of your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> All right. If I got to uh, – oh, man. If I got to go – if I can go somewhere – you know, honestly, I thought about it the first time that I had a bite of this sandwich. It, this would be the perfect late-night food. Mm. We've talked about it on here before. The – Number one would be the fried bologna sandwich with an egg from O'Sheval, and number 1B would be the same sandwich from St. Danette in St. Paul. It's like almost a breakfast sandwich, but it's also like the perfect late night sandwich. O'Sheval in Chicago. Oh, okay. Uh, So they make their own bologna, and they thin slice it and throw it on the griddle, and they have like a perfect egg on there and like the most pillowy bun, and I know that their burger is like the thing that everybody hypes them up for. Their burger is fantastic. I'm not denigrating the burger, but that fucking... We don't have to do this every time. I'm, I got to say it every time because people like hate on me. Like, what do you mean? You don't like the fucking burger? I like the burger. I just love the fried bologna more. And if you wanted to teach me, like if I had access to anything anywhere, that's probably what I would go for because it gives you that halfway between like evening and morning snack. It's like thick and the, the yolk is runny. It's rich. That's what I want, because then I'll Maybe curl. Maybe those
1: are some sophisticated, drunk Curl mess, right like, the fuck Jesus. up and then pass out.
2: Like, you know, it's a bologna sandwich, though. you still can a, think of, like... It's still a bologna sam- It's like a handmade ham hand press, and it's
1: like, still, like, creamy, but delicious. <laughs> All that shit. Just, that's what I love. I just... I just I'm just, i fucking thinking, like, let's go band in my head. <laughs> <laughs> i got nothing for it. I'm you.
2: thinking, like, I want to wake up with dried yolk in my beard that Gosh. I have to scrub out. Like... Like a little metaphorical way of getting rid of the sins from the night before. Like I'm all I'm about that. I'm I'm about that life. Charles, I was thinking venue
0: because if you're drunk and hungry, you want to be able to select anything you want. For me, I'm gonna keep the answer even though you said it. Dinette. Yeah. Because Saint Dinette offers really elite versions of a lot of different things. So the burger, the bologna sandwich, they always have crazy specials. I actually just stole a over theirs. They did Elode's with crab on them, Ooh. and I did esquites last weekend. Come on. Uh, which is just the Elode off the cob and uh, sprinkled crab all over it. Could you grab me a beer, too? Oh. Thank you. Yeah, they're just – it's – I always refer to this as kind of like a Chicago-style eatery, yeah. but – we have a couple of restaurants here, not many of them. Like Chips Clubhouse would qualify. Dinette would qualify. Eateries that you can tell the chefs are cooking anything and everything that they would enjoy eating. And the only limit is their imagination. So they're doing real wild stuff, but they're not necessarily catering to the consumer. But people love it. People come in, they're like, oh, shit, elotes with crab on it or their the way they do their burger with kind of the cheese sauce situation. I love places like that, especially if I'm like under the influence <laughs> and I'm just doing whatever I want to do at that point and not thinking about maintaining a diet or something. That's the menu that I want cuz I'm you like guys bam bam eat bam
1: at the sample room every
0: day. Like before you do this <laughs> no, podcast I have tried today. When I, like, like, how, how is it possible years, did so. you eat
1: dinner before you do this podcast?
0: I did at home. I live like four blocks
2: away. Uh Do you
1: uh, eat before you do this podcast?
0: uh, I have,
2: and I I don't always, though. Yeah. But I eat right after. I I definitely made a a critical
1: calculation error. (laughs) I I didn't eat today. And uh, I'm like, man, Uh, you guys get fucked up around here. This is great. I like this. And talking about all this food. And I'm like, we're downstairs from like, uh, or upstairs from like a great fucking restaurant. It's true. Uh yeah, well anyway, I'm about to bite squads. I'm
0: up to this. <laughs> uh, spoiler alert for the podcast listeners: like nine times out of ten, I do not eat food, or I haven't eaten since lunch, and that's why you do a cheap date. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think I don't
2: think anybody's ever accused you of that. <laughs> yeah, right. true enough. Yeah, you guys seem kind of bougie, actually. A little bit. Yeah, I'll Ooh. accept it. Uh, I'll take it. Answer one B. I got to give them credit because we have some listeners in Chicago. Uh, Garib Nawaz or Nawaz. It's a twenty-four hour Indian joint uh, on the north side of Chicago. It is the Definitely. shit. It's like thick glass Definitely. where you Definitely. slide the money underneath. Well, you could. Well, you and could, could. I have spent twenty-one dollars on myself there. That got me four plates and Man. a box of other shit. And that is, I, I should give them credit because I have actually taken a cab like half an hour out of my way. Specifically to go there at like three in the morning because I was hammered in Chicago and I'm not built to go till four a.m. because my my world ends at two a.m. So I don't always yeah. drink at the appropriate pace to make it till bar close at four. So, so uh, I technically it th- was localized
0: because you can do that in so many cities. This yeah. is not a city where you can get late night food.
2: But if I could go anywhere, like if we stayed out drinking all night tonight, and I could go anywhere, I guarantee you at that point I would probably pick that place. You could find Man, me Lengua yeah. at Tony's Burrito next
1: i Max. Fuck with <laughs> Nando's mm. also. So that's for sure. I will definitely fuck up late at night or any like chicken shop out in, in the UK. For sure. I love all that shit, but I'll say like, I haven't been to India, but I think the curry houses in England do not fuck with the Indian food that's in Chicago. Mm -mm. I think Chicago has the best Indian food, you know, I've experienced You know, in the States or in the white
2: people countries. I'm I'm with you on that. Like (laughs) three of the dishes, three of the Indian dishes that I cook at home are riffs on shit that I found on styrofoam plates in Chicago. It was, I have to figure out what this is and I got to try and chase that. And I still haven't gotten there, but I'm trying. And that shit is bomb. And, like, so the most adorable person will serve it to you and, like, thank you. And it's, like, three ninety nine with a tinfoil over the, the styrofoam plate. And it's, like, mind-blowing while you're eating it. Drunk, sober, I don't care. That shit is amazing. This is time. why
1: L.A. is, like, the greatest culinary city there is. It's, like, all of, like, everywhere you go is the best thing you ever ate. Everybody. Like, LA, I love New York. Like, New York is my jam. I love New York. But the food in LA is just something special. And well, I love sushi, so that's like especially doing it for me.
2: That's the thing, because like LA, LA has that push in from both Mexican culture and then also the Asian culture. Whereas New York, I feel like has better like Haitian, Trinidadian, like uh, the Caribbean, like those influences. If you jump jump up to like Jamaica Queens, you can get into some like amazing like jerk situations that you probably can't find in LA. But I would probably end up picking up like tacos and sushi more than I would going up there. Nothing against like I love that food, but I don't crave that as much as I crave tacos or, or sushi. Sure. So like I'm I'm with you on that. Like sure. being able to go to LA where you have or just Korean barbecue. Oh. Like, I mean mm. man.
1: Goddamn. Now, 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 see, now oh, like, okay. Now I'm changing my answer. Like, I'd go fuck up some Korean barbecue and like just yeah. like, all shit faced and like wait for the stupid little piece of beef to cook on the thing. For uh, sure, burn your uh, mouth
2: pulling it out too soon. Drug. That sounds like it. actually that, I've done that. So anyway, so uh, factually we can claim yeah, that so, that anyway, is anyway. Yeah, we've
1: never done that. Uh,
2: all right. Well, here we are. Here is a uh, little uh, Cenero añejo Yes. I just love like that sweetness, that softness to it. Yeah, that's a good, that's mm. a good tequila.
1: Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm.
0: A buddy and I actually canceled a hotel one time after a beer festival in Los Angeles. Like on and, the internet? No, in real life.
1: Like, oh, you like didn't like
0: cancel IRL? That. No, we, <laughs> yeah, no, no, we were we, <laughs> we got on Twitter, we brought that
1: shit down. We canceled oh, yeah, the hotel yeah.
0: and then we went and got one in Koreatown and we smashed yeah. down some Korean barbecue. Hell yeah,
1: you did, man. I love I love Koreatown. Uh, the Favorite thing to me is just like how beautiful, uh, and like, um, uh, man, I just love the way that the words look, mm-hmm. the characters look sure. like the font yeah. of the character. Yeah. It's just yeah. so
2: aesthetically pleasant to me. It's, Absolutely. Ing- it's incredibly like clean and satisfying when you see like all the shapes together. Oh, no doubt. I'm like, I don't even know what that says, but yeah, it like looks very beautiful. Something, yeah, you know? feels cool. Mm. All right, totally. uh, gonna switch it out of food and switch it back over to music. Uh, do you remember either a first or like a fondest memory of the first time that you felt like a certain music or a certain song or a certain band or artist was yours? Not like someone older, not your parents, not like the, this is this is mine, this is my oh, music. Interesting. This is my shit.
1: Where you found identification right. with not necessarily ownership over but like an identification with that aesthetic and you're like that that feels like me. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Like,
2: I was, I remember I was driving with my dad once and we were listening to the Almond Brothers and Jessica came on and I was like, oh, this song's pretty cool. And my dad's like, yeah. And we were like, cool. I like that I like something that he liked, but that was his music. That yep. wasn't mine. Yep, yep, that yep. was me finding a way to like figure out his shit. But I'm talking about like the first time, like this, you were like, this is me.
1: This well, tell is. me yours. You feel like, yeah, <laughs> yours feels like it's right at the tip of our.
2: Well, I guess, I mean, this is a weird thing to say, but uh, the first time I really remember feeling that was uh, I bought a tape after saving money from mowing lawns uh, in my neighborhood. I bought the tape of Easy E, Easy Does It, Ah. and I listened to the whole thing on my Walkman, and I realized that I didn't know 95% of what the fuck he slash they were talking about. But I knew I loved it, and I knew that it was nobody else's that I knew. That's awesome. I knew that my mom had no idea what any of that shit was. I knew my dad had no idea what any of that shit was. And I had a babysitter at the time who was a bass player in a metal band. And he was like who got me into Metallica. That was kind of my first like metal band in the like Ride the Lightning era. Sure. But that, was, that also wasn't my music. It was cool to listen to because I knew it was something that he was like, you have to hide this from your mom. Cool. But that was his shit that I got to be a part of. That was Easy E's album, not even NWA's first album. Easy E's solo album was a window into a completely different world that I had only kind of scratched the surface hearing Run DMC Mm -hmm. and the Fat Boys and Beastie Boys. It was like... What the fuck is going on? You can say that? Right. What, what is that? What the fuck is... Like, everything was just mind-blowing to me. And I remember I would just, like, go play video games. I was an only child growing up, and I would just go play video games listening to my Walkman and just over and over and over again. Yeah. And sometimes it was the beat. Sometimes it was just that that super spare 808 and the the, the faux snare and um, that dwing, twing sound that they would use. Like, that was it or it was a sample from an old movie, whatever it was, like it was just a whole different world. And I remember I started using that as my way of figuring out what else I wanted to go figure out. And that started basically a love that ended up 15 years later with me DJing and then, you know, whatever. But that was, that's the first thing that I remember thinking this is mine and only mine.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, I mean, I had, like, also a similar lawn mowing hustle <laughs> when I was a kid. And also I would, like, trade tapes with the uh, kids in the neighborhood and whatever. <clears throat> and there was a bunch of, you know, shit I got. Whatever. Like, we're, you know, I grew up, let's see, in, like, the late 80s this would be. So it was just, like, kind of late 80s, early 90s. You know, I was born in 82. So I had a bunch of different music. But none of it really, like... Hit me. Both these answers aren't like super cool per se. But like, I think that Outkast, um, yes, and Nirvana Nevermind were both albums that I felt like for the first time I was like, oh shit. Like, music yeah. is like super fucking cool. Like, mm-hmm. it just felt like there was something that these two outfits were doing that was so unique to them and just like a sonic thing that I hadn't heard and it really like hooked me and Nirvana's you know for a you know let's say punk in quotes mm. band is really poppy and Outkast has a lot of pop sensibilities for sure you know, they're, but the lyrics of Outkast and particularly Andre 3000 mm-hmm. and some of the things he was doing the patterns he was at but but just to be that heady that sharp and that concise was just like mind-blowing to me so I would like listen to each one of those songs and hit rewind and learn each lyric like as if it was my own and nirvana was like sort of a different thing and then led me into like playing in bands and you know through my junior high career or whatever and then i think that like that ha- that <clears throat> same thing sort of happened to me again with like fugazi Ooh. and with company flow sure so like Dude, oh. both of those things kind of reinvented that thing one more time for yeah me, like, i mean maybe in my teens like late late teens yeah both of those like You know, just set something new into me. It was like, oh, fuck, 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 though. (laughs) Because it took all the, you know, and I grew up like, you know, we had James Brown and that kind of shit in the house. But then my dad was kind of like, he's a weird jazz guy so we listened to like the weather report Mm mccall tyner and then he was into zappa so my dad was always showing me weird shit avant-garde shit kind of like you have to have a fundamental understanding of music before you can get to this shit shit (laughs) shit and i was just like all right this is all cool but i don't get it you know and i needed sort of some rudiments and so i think for me then fugazi and company flow are the like expression of avant-garde that like Zappa was to my dad. Ah, so that makes me
2: think of like. I like that. Shit. It's so fucking wild because my my experience was the same with because so that that easy does it was like I found this vein of hip hop that I knew nobody that was older than me would get into, but ATLians was when my love of music overtook my love of just a clever rhyme that could be easily repeated, and I remember ATLians dividing me with some of my other hip hop friends. Because they were like, that's too fucking weird. And like, like, literally at the time, some of the guys would say, like, oh, that's gay. Like Everybody was so concerned about what Andre 3000 was on and where they were headed. And that album was everything to me. But instead of Fugazi, I found Bad Religion. Yeah, right. And that was also the same thing where you could take really strong major chord harmonies and melodies and still have it be like the biggest fist in the air, fuck you, to everyone or anything that you wanted to aim it at. And that was again where I was like, I listened to earlier punk, but that was that's somebody else's punk. Like and even at the time Greg Graffin was way older than me. I don't know why I took that as mine. But like Suffer and Stranger Than Fiction, like those were records that I one hundred percent said, This is me, this is this is my era, this is like our version of punk and that was like again where it took away from like oh do you just listen to the things that somebody told you to listen to and that's hardcore punk or do you actually try and figure out like what do you like and where does it go from there and those two records were same mm. it took me to college for Fugazi I missed that boat twice <laughs> I mean hey
1: you know whatever I didn't get into the DK's till like my mid 20's hey. and I was like fucking Dick Kennedy's
0: fucking rule you guys heard of these guys <laughs> exactly <laughs> Charles what about you man this is an interesting question because something recently reminded me that I hadn't listened to Metallica in years. I hadn't just played Metallica, and I was obsessed with Metallica when I was a kid. Someone told me—I think what, I don't remember who it was—but someone told me they're super lame now. Like James Hetfield is very much like your uncle that you are trying to get away from. Like, nice to see you. I gotta fuck okay, out. gotta get the fuck out of here. So I had this idea that I wanted to tuned up some Metallic again I started playing some tunes the other day and I sent a screenshot of like the Spotify to a couple friends of mine that we went to shows to Metallic shows with when we were teenagers like oh man it's been a long time since I've listened to these guys and I was listening to Black Album and a friend of mine said oh yeah everyone rags on that shit but it's elite and I said well my favorite Metallic album Black Album is probably my third or fourth favorite but my favorite Metallic album is Master of Puppets mm-hmm. yeah that was formative to me, uh, becoming a metal head and then mm-hmm. like being in metal bands and like my obsession with metal. And I still love metal to this day. It's still my favorite genre. When I first listened to master, it was given to me on tape by my next door neighbor, grandpa Raj, mm-hmm. uh, his grandson, Brian, who may or may not listen to every episode of the show, <laughs> but I think listens to the show. Uh, cool ass dude. He was in metal bands for a long time. He's older than me. Cool guy. Smoking cigarettes. Gives me a fucking tape. I went and played it in my room. on my Boombox and my dad whooped my ass for listening to Satan music. <laughs> wow. And I think he beat oh. the love of metal into me shit. because Master of Puppets was playing as my dad beat the fuck out of oh, me. Oh shit.
1: Did you have to hide all of your records when you were a kid?
0: Yeah. The yeah. Tapes. Right. How would you <laughs> for sure? sure? He was not around a lot, so I would I would just blast that shit the second I heard the fucking door double. Where would you hide the tapes? Under my bed. Under the bed, under the mattress. Uh, I mean, I had like the box spring and the the frame and stuff. I just had a shoebox I would slide under there, and I had tapes in there. A lot of I had rap and hip hop and metal and all sorts of stuff. The only thing he got mad at me about was, I mean, honestly, Metallica. How many kid? How many siblings do you have? Three boys, I'm the middle one. Uh-huh. You had none. Only
1: job. And you didn't have to hide shit, I'm guessing. Uh,
2: nope. Opposite. That made mom more pushy. So, uh, close circuit to Liz Quam. Uh, I did not like Taylor Dane when I was a kid. What's I that? signed up. She was an a, a R&B pop singer in the late 80s, early 90s. I signed up for Columbia House the very first time that I did it. Definitely. I signed out just so I could get different <laughs> cassette cases to throw all of my, uh, oh, like, it was all my hip-hop and all my metal scam. stuff. So I would get Metallica dollars probably.
0: Oh,
1: man. <laughs> oh, for sure. Oh, my God. I had, I don't know. Columbia House was a little harder to scam than BMG.
3: BMG <laughs> was a
1: real easy one to scam. I had maybe, I don't know, at least six to eight accounts in each. But, you know. Like oh, I for had, sure. Just know. misspell the name with oh, one letter. Or just like my dog's name. Yeah. Like yeah. Whatever the fuck it was. Just all coming to the crib. And my dad was just like. He'd like hand me the package and say the name of it, and like look at me knowingly. And I'm just yep. like, yeah, I'm fucking scamming these guys. Yeah.
2: yeah, I got a I got a red Magnavox double cassette player for my sixth grade birthday, and I was the guy who could dub tapes. So we would oh. all take turns buying the tapes, and then we would just we just had a big box of Maxell tapes, and we would just dub every album so everybody had it. Yeah, and then we had to buy like cover up tapes in case you know mom came in or whatever and wanted to see what we were listening to. So in my cassette case, it was like. Taylor, Dane, like uh, uh, Paul, Abdul, Ralph, Tresvant, all that. But if you opened any of them up, it was "Kill 'em All," it was "Ride the Lightning," it right. was "Easy Does It," straight out of Compton. Yeah.
1: So. Actually, <laughs> shout out to BMGM Columbia House for really opening me up to some new <laughs> shit because that's where I did find Outkast and <laughs> Nirvana or whatever, and that was fine. And then I got to the end of their fucking bullshit catalog that you could get, and I was like, man, this fucking music is not <laughs> uh-uh. right. Uh-uh. And I'm like 13 or 14, and so I go to like ride my skateboard over to Cheapo, and I start talking to the clerk like, hey, man, I heard this song on this skate tape. Tell me about it. <laughs> and so I think actually skateboard tapes is how I found most of the music. Oh, for sure. That I still fucking listen to today. But I was like, I love this song by this guy named Goldie. Tell me about that. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you want to listen to some drum and bass shit? And I'm like, for sure. Put me out. So I got the Goldie thing. And I was like, I want to know about this DJ Shadow guy. And DJ Shadow mm. just changed my life. Oh, dude. Right? And DJ Shadow opened up a whole new like i mean dj shadow is influential in modern hip hop music DJ introducing shadow is, still
2: breaks my brain
1: for sure he doesn't get his just due, i think enough at the time as like a real pioneer into the like sonic landscape of the way music sound or at least in the mid 2000s of what hip hop sounded like. he changed production oh my god absolutely it's him it's, it's him and it's him and it's like and i mean it's a it's a bunch of people mm-hmm. but him and lp to me are like big big influencers in the way to, like you know the changing of hip-hop landscape
2: sorry that that could go 18 different ways i well fuck it i don't know do you remember was um the the year at somerset or somerset jesus christ Soundset. yeah that you you went out and either did you go do you either perform solo or you got to do a couple solo songs that was the first time i ever heard uh burn it down uh-huh. uh that year Um, The side stage was just fucking stacked with people that went on to become like wild and crazy and famous or super like Edon was there. And I feel like LP was there like DJing that year. And maybe I made that up. I don't
1: think he DJs, but like, yeah, totally.
2: Uh, Or maybe he was just there as a solo artist.
1: He could have been there as a solo artist. I mean, he had some great solo records. Yeah.
2: But I remember I remember just standing there and being like how the fuck are there only like 100 people here right now cuz this is like the most amazing yeah, shit. I
1: love that Edon said. Oh, that was, that was super great. Uh I had man, never, I'm a big fan of Edon. Like
2: I had literally never heard of him before that. Oh, and it shit. just fucking I just blew how, my like, mind. He's
1: just a multi, you know, he's like a fucking hip hop renaissance man, you know, like he'll do the beats, he'll do the raps, he'll do the DJ routines. He's like all the raps with the, you know, whoever he's got with him are very choreographed and, you know, trade off. He's just a very, he's a traditionalist and I really appreciate his approach. It's not my approach, but I
2: like, cause I'm more of a, like a fucking, I
1: don't know, fucking let it rip kind of guy.
2: Dude, you fucking, you burned the stage down when you you did that song, Yeah, I I love, yeah,
1: thank you. That was the
2: first time I'd ever been in a mosh pit at a hip hop show. Thank
1: you, yeah. Uh, I like to, I I like to play. I like to. Play.
2: Oh, sorry, I didn't realize it was behind me.
1: God damn, you guys fucking drink. On this
2: show. Uh,
1: they, they still have the cheeseburger downstairs. I'm about to fuck around. We can go down there and smash. Oh, definitely.
2: <laughs> but smash in the uh, eating. Food yeah, because
1: I feel like I use that term differently than you
2: do. Yeah, <laughs> <That's weird. laughs> so
1: it hits me every time. So I've, I
2: yeah, it. I've been I've been with my wife for ten years. So when we talk about smashing, we talk about food. <laughs> I go home okay. to my wife. For we sure. smash food. Sure, 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 sure. That's her. Uh Shit. Well, uh, okay. We got we got hey, Uno man, Ma. This has been a blast, dude. Love having you on too, man. Yeah, Number yeah. six. Boom. Cheers.
1: Guest thirty one. You know shit. Whoo! All right. Oh, that's a juniper sponge. Ooh. Ooh, that's, that's really good. That's good. That. I, I love Goku that shit. Yeah, that's beautiful. It's nice. Roku is so delicious. Here's I mean, yeah, the fucking Roku. thing: it's like that is a nice gin. That Roku gin Aww. is nice. The thing that's been sort of like, mm, I, don't, I love Japanese spirits, but I definitely yes. love Japanese whiskeys. And these like these Nikka malt blends mm, are fucking beautiful. crazy. And I love like Yamazaki, the single malts. Sure, all that, but all that has gotten so fucking crazy, yeah, it's like expensive tripled. over the last yes. few years. Mm. Like a Yamazaki was, you know, whatever, 50 bucks a bottle, That's and well, it's now right. $150 mm-hmm. or whatever, and you're like, this is, uh, uh nah, I ain't gonna do it, Mm-mm. but... And you can't like find the 18 that anymore. that Nika, or... the Nika malt, and then there's, like, a Nika blend that they make that has, like, the coffee mm-hmm. grain and the single grain, blah, blah, blah. Oh, it's so good. It's so good, and hard to find, and now super expensive, and so, yeah. They're doing and the, the fucking, same thing to
2: Japanese whiskey that we did to American whiskey, right, just pushing all the prices up. Is that what it is or yeah. is it like
1: weird tariffs and shit? No, man. Sort of because that's why that. like Scotch whiskey got so expensive, right?
2: That was, yeah, that's tariffs. Uh, American whiskey jacked up in price because people decided they wanted to collect it and then it became a contest. And uh, Japanese whiskey and to a lesser extent in America, but worldwide, uh, Indian whiskey, the same thing with the, the huge booms of the middle class in China and India. Uh, there's millions of new whiskey connoisseurs and uh, Japanese and Indian whiskeys are completely being sucked up by uh, South to East Asia. Uh, so I gotta try some Indian whiskey. What dude? Uh, Where do they sell those in the, So in you can the find Aran, Aran sells here. Um, you can find that at like um, South Lindale and uh, like uh, France Forty Four. Say the name again. Uh, south Lindale Liquors. No, 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 not the store, but the... oh, uh, Aran A R R A N. Uh-huh. Uh, it's an Indian whiskey maker. 95% of Indian whiskey stays in India. Yeah. So only 5% gets exported to the rest of the world. So we don't really get a whole lot.
1: Is it like a, a malt or like a, you know what I'm saying? Is it more of a scotch
2: or a... No, they're literally, they're making it. It's, it's it's halfway between how scotch is made because there's definitely some smoked peat to it, but not as much as like Japanese whiskey does. And then there's a sweetness to it that's more similar to like Irish and American whiskeys. Wow. Uh, And some of their shit is just incredible. They do a blend uh, literally called 007. That is, they have seven different barrels that they age their whiskeys in. And they have one whiskey that they do a stave from all seven barrels. And uh, I had that once in Norway. And it blew my fucking mind. And then I got to the States and tried to order a bottle. And they don't even sell it in America.
1: I feel like for me, like the closer you are to the ocean... The more I want to taste the liquor you make. You know? I'm,
2: I'm with you on that 100. percent
1: I want like that. Like I want the sea kind of salt, and I want like this fucking kelpy, fucking peaty, all, all in that there. Stuff. Give me all that, dude. That's what I. I'm we
2: should. Sure. Have, I wish we could have saved some of the oyster shell Negroni that we had last week with with uh, Eric Eastman, our our guest on the last episode. Uh, took oyster shells and uh, set them in mezcal for a night and then strained it all out and all of the sea brine yeah. from the oysters went into the mezcal and then he made a cocktail with it. Nice. You literally got the flavor of the ocean and the background notes of the drink. Nice. Bonkers.
1: Man, you guys are really sophisticated. <laughs> you guys are very sophisticated guys. No, no we, we just like to talk about I feel like drink. a fucking schlub around you guys. <laughs> I feel like I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Dude.
2: He's like, yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, say, says the guy who has literally gone around the world on the strength of his written word, spoken word. Yeah, I don't to have like a sophisticated palate, let's say. Well, eh. fuck that. You I'm, put both of us in front of a crowd, and the only way that I could get around you is by being louder. Like, that's the only thing I got. Like, will
0: eat a Jack's pizza. Well, yeah.
2: Fuck yeah. There we'll <laughs> he go. Alex. We will fuck no, up No, I'm not, saying that I'm, that I'm not saying that I'm above it. perfected I'm not even saying that I'm above
1: it. And Jack... You know, Jack, shout, Jack
2: shout killed out to it. Jack. To regular Jack and Jack Daniels. What
1: is the name of the episode? <laughs> I
0: it's gonna... either Clamshell
2: Coffin or Jack perfected that recipe. <laughs> I kind of like, like Clamshell
3: Coffin.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I do <too. laughs> All
2: right. Uh, Charles, I believe you, you got the last one.
0: Question number six. Final question. So is there an individual in the fields in which you do business that has or would still make you starstruck? I don't know charles what do you think <laughs> about you or me
1: what's, yeah what's I mean, yours am i making you start no right. i'm saying charles what about you i'm gonna do
0: it i'll knock it out i'm gonna stretch credulity here because the field i work in is design and I, but i also work with libations and food and stuff i would say jiro of jiro dreams of sushi because he's still alive He's 95, and he is apparently still working oh, in his fucking Shut up. the fuck up. It's he's amazing. He's 95, and you know, apparently still works in his sushi, sushi shop. That's part of it. Charles, that's amazing. I just saw that movie like three nights ago. So oh, like, oh really? Dude,
2: yeah, for fuck. Did it not just blow your mind? The colors, like the way that it's constructed. Like, oh, he's my 95, God.
0: 95, dude, and he's still slinging sushi. But to do omakase with that man, not just – it's not like – I've met Farinadria. I've met uh, Rene Redzepi. Well, he presented to me. I've met, like, a lot of high-level, elite, world-renowned chefs. That guy, though, to do omakase for me, to, like, sit in front of him, he's 95, and he's, like, been doing what he does for decades, mm-hmm. like, eons. The guy's an absolute expert, total master. For him to form a piece of nigiri for me and set it in front of me would be, I would feel... I'd feel like would an mean, asshole I'm like, oh, sorry
1: is this a would or
0: it has both either or no I've no. Oh, for me you no, haven't I had haven't done it with- no way but I'm saying oh I would for certain that was, that was for the homies I just made how the sausage is made? <laughs> Don't even sweat it. We got paper towels. Oh God, it's you high life. Know Don't
1: that worry, you guys. Fuck ton of booze right around <laughs> here. <laughs> oh, it was at least it was your
0: almost empty. Yeah, bottle. it was the almost empty one. <laughs> hey, no doubt. Hey. if
2: you're gonna knock over the right one, knock over the right one. What are you gonna uh, do? No, I have not <laughs> had
0: that experience. And actually, uh, Giro's restaurant lost their three Michelin stars. All no three shit. of them. Do you know why? they're not open to the public you have to be open to the public to have michelin stars and they are only like friends of the restaurant uh there's like high level
2: concierge
0: can get you in so maybe or, we shouldn't count eat, on a 100 year old tire company
2: to tell us where to go to eat food no i do count on <laughs> I'm it just kidding, i I'm just kidding.
0: i i do if if you're listening please sponsor me but <laughs> no i i'm just saying I didn't know why he lost it. I heard about that and I was like, damn, what happened? Did he get arthritis? Or he's 95. Did he finally get arthritis? But I, I, today I Googled it because I was thinking about this. I Googled it and it was because it's not, it has to be accessible to the public. Yeah. Otherwise, why would it be in the Michelin God? Like, yeah. hey, don't go here. Yeah. <laughs> so it's still definitely cool. three Michelin star level. If you go to Japan, man, you can eat sushi so many places. That yeah, no
1: doubt, but that's like a, you know. That's the... Not all of them got
0: thrown Netflix. This 95-year-old master, like an absolute master, who refuses to do anything but going to work.
3: I know.
1: That's I dope, feel like too. Like the work ethic like of his sushi being the best sushi or whatever, which it whatever, I'm sure there's a, I think that was a, more of a documentary about obsession. Absolutely.
2: Than mm-hmm. it is about yep.
1: like, hey, man, this is the greatest sushi in the world that you could ever have because I'm sure right. it is you know whatever 50 restaurants in Tokyo where you're like that's the best sushi. on that level right and no one can fucking question that and da 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 yes but that's a that's a I love that uh, documentary because it was totally about obsession mm-hmm. totally about yes. like control yep. and not letting go and like a kid who had to control his life from age seven when his parents banned him or wherever he was, seven, seven years old. Yeah, well, I'm
0: glad you just watched this because I haven't seen it in a while. Yeah. So, yeah. And so fresh. he's like, fuck, I got to control. <laughs> on the I have
1: to work it out and control this and da 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 da. And he's controlling his sons and he's controlling his restaurant. And he's like, just got this iron grip on his life with routine and da da da. And I, I, was, I just thought that like, there's a bunch of different ways to find success in this life, but there's not. Uh, I didn't feel like he was particularly happy.
2: That's it? Like, you think about all the things that he gave up to attain that level of mastery. But he doesn't fucking that I feel had, it. He doesn't feel like he's a fucking master. But when that movie ended, I felt sad. Like, I was kind of bummed. Like, I, I desperately wanted to go. But that's – but again, that's probably why I'll never be a master at anything because I want to see and taste and yeah, see and like, smell and everything.
1: Thing, like, I mean, let's fucking – now that I have six shots of two beers, <laughs> let's get fucking real. Let's get into this. <laughs> no one's going to remember you. Right. Period. Mm-hmm. Period. End of the fucking sentence. Like, name four other people that lived in Da Vinci's era. I'm sure there was, a, you know, millions of brilliant fucking people. In uh, Steve.
0: <laughs> okay, <never. laughs> you know what I'm saying?
1: Like, everyone is going to get forgotten. No matter what yep. the fuck you do, it's right. going to get forgotten. Yes. And that's just going to happen. So all of this, like, effort that is, like, um, in service of telling some story about your life that you think someone else is going to hear, see, pay attention to, and give a fuck about is insane mm-hmm. because no one is going to hear, see, pay attention to, or give a fuck about anything that you've ever done. So that should be a liberating feeling. Absolutely. Not a like a feeling of like, oh, fuck, my life is meaningless. It should be like, oh, my God, that frees me up to do whatever the fuck I want and feel good about and feel free with. And that's the whole fucking secret. Dude, I totally I, agree I, with you.
0: I love, I love that there are people – that find a great sense of purpose in something like that in their vocation for sure I totally misspoke when I said work ethic because that's dumb like your life doesn't have to be about work but his work he cared so much about his craft his Ooh. vocation that he dedicated every ounce of like his spirit and his mentality and his psychology and and everything about him was dedicated and is still to this day dedicated to that craft and I admire that no yeah, does, and especially and as someone and who does what I do, what I love, and he no loves.
1: judgment to anyone yeah. who does, like does sure. dedicate yeah. like that much. I mean, I am a person who has dedicated a lot of myself to the tasks that are certainly, happening. but it's myopic to kind of uh, give all of self to a task and not recognize the rest of what is around and available for you, such as love, relationship, mm-hmm. communion, right you know there are things that in this world like just the observance of beauty there's things in this world that you can have that are like wow fuck i didn't realize i could just have that for free for Mm -hmm. fucking ass free no labor no effort just have that for free Mm -hmm. and there's a big trade-off especially in like a friend of mine is from germany when asked you know she, she moved here and she was like interestingly like when i The big difference between America and Germany is when asked like, hey, nice to meet you, da-da-da, it's what do you do? Mm -hmm. And they mean, what do you do for work? And they mean, how much money do you make and how smart are you? And where do I Mm. compare to you Mm -hmm. and where do I rank in the hierarchy of you and me? And in Germany, she's like, it's what do you like to do is the question. Yeah. Hey, oh, mm-hmm. man, your name is such and such. What do you like? To do? <laughs> so as a wise term, and it's like, oh, fucking, I like, like I like watching Netflix American. and yeah. laying on my couch, or like, I like taking hikes, mm-hmm. I
3: like fucking mm-hmm.
1: doing meth, Ooh. I like doing whatever what the fuck is. I like to do, mm. and there's sort of a an egalitarian plane to that, and I think that um, oftentimes, like, maybe it's a perpetuation of capitalism, or maybe it's just sort of like. The way that you know Americanism is embedded in us, and this ethic is embedded, in manifest destiny. Let's say,
2: prove your worth in five words, like <laughs> or like,
3: or
1: just tell me where I stack yep. against next. Year. Yes, how do we line up? Because it's a hierarchical yep. society rather than like a horizontal. No, that's legit alignment. Feathers
0: yeah, popping
2: man. out, you know. Like, fuck, man.
1: Okay, ah, now fuck I got ah. fucking drunk. <laughs> well, no, I'm just all right. So, bullshit.
2: so talking about no, no, that's not bullshit. No. That's all fucking real. <laughs> but uh, is there anybody who? has got you a bit starstruck or oh if you God. met them would give or you a it, little it, bit of okay,
1: the, okay this is a fucking this sounds so lame but whatever i'm going to tell a story about <laughs> an actual experience that happened to me we played glastonbury which is this huge festival mm-hmm. in uh in the uk like you drive by stonehenge on your way there oh. and stonehenge is dead ass fucking 22 feet off of the highway you're know, like oh there it is Okay. Look, well, big Ben probably slap one zero. Need to fucking exactly It's kind of like the stage prop in Final there' There's like zero fucking reason to stop. You're like, cool, sorry. done, did it. Yeah. Show Is this real? Reason? Is this it? Fucking three hundred thousand yeah. people at at Glastonbury. I don't. I mean, that's a fuck ton of people. Yeah. Now, of course, we played at like noon on the fucking Sahara tent, like in the <laughs> desert of <laughs> Glastonbury. So, like, whatever. The people that saw us saw us, and it was great. Yeah. Um, and then we were like, Okay, well let's fucking walk around Glastonbury a little bit, like let's go see what this festival is like. Walk around and yada yada yada, and I'm kinda like, you know ah, halfway between like being a little cynical bitch and halfway between be like being like, This is the coolest experience that I've ever had in my life. That's where I exist so I pretty exist much all the time. Like yeah, I <laughs> That's exist in where like I live kind my life like liminal space between the two things. Yeah. That you're right. I also <laughs> occupy that space, man, all the time. Be like, complete little bitch about everything. And but I was like, like, that's really cool, like, a, like an awestruck
0: baby. Yep.
1: Yes. I was like, wow, <laughs> amazing. Just like all the openness and honesty that you get.
2: Like an angry um, kid being handed a popsicle.
1: You know exactly like both. Yes, exactly. That. <laughs> to ex- quote Lazy
2: exactly Be- that, Charles. Amazing, amazing.
1: Anyway, precise. <laughs> and I was with him yes. and I was with Beak out here, and walking around, and we're like, okay, you know. Kanye's headlining this stage at 8 and blah 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 we walk out and we're like oh shit there's Lionel Richie and he's like finishing up his set and it's like 3 o'clock p.m. no it's like 2 o'clock p.m. and he's finishing up his set (laughs) and we're like fucking Lionel Richie is your 2 o'clock act (laughs) (laughs) this is a fucking sick show and then all of a sudden Joan Jett pops up oh shit shit, let's watch some Joan Jett for a little while watch like maybe 10 minutes of Joan Jett and then she's like hey I just want to like um You know, we're all gathered here and, you know, says some beautiful, elaborate thing. And I just want to bring a a special friend of mine out. It's his birthday and we all want to celebrate his birthday. And, uh, you know, let's all, as a community, as a world community, as one people, with all our differences, just sing this man happy birthday. And I walks the fucking Dalai Lama.
2: Shut the fuck and
1: up. What? 300,000 people in unison sing happy birthday to the Dalai Lama. Oh. And I'm one of them, and I was just like, this is fucking insane yeah like, that was the most like awestruck
0: did, did he give a shit or was he just kind of like he was just did He and
1: smiling did and he, he just was like, like real chill He's he had, just had his like, hand on care. his like whatever like I don't know yeah. it's not a rosary but whatever the beads yeah. were yep. right. he has hand kind of there in his like in his robe and just you know waving and just yes. smiling just being with the fucking the okay, so beautiful was, turtle because yeah. oh, like, that's like that's, that's, that's something that would move anybody
0: and he was just like I imagine, and I was just like
3: what the fuck
1: like wait what are we doing and I just now? felt like this connection to the humanity on this planet yeah. that I hadn't really felt previously and felt so fucking grateful and so lucky for like the stupid things that I do yeah that brought me to this moment standing and on the side of the stage shit, attitude gratitude <laughs> should be like The the, the only thought that's happening in your brain right now oh that's amazing And i was just like oh man like this big huge world with all these different people with all these different flags from all these different countries and we all like know this fella and like just you know somehow i feel like knowledge the gifts that this fella brings to us and i just felt like there was uh a moment of connectedness that i felt with uh a disparate community that, that, that was, Damn, so dude. that was like a star struck moment Yeah, yeah. No, that's legit But I right. also fucking met uh, You know Jason Derusha from, C- from WCCO <laughs> I fucking love that guy too. so fucking those two things I don't know yeah, one of the two between the two of them why alright All right, well god
2: damn it Derusha now you gotta get your ass on the show yeah, Jason Derusha or but I fucking love the Dolly Lama. Lama and I'm not,
1: I'm not disparaging Derusha I mean I love Derusha he's great
0: <laughs> no you're not disparaging him you're comparing
1: I'm him comparing to, him to the fucking Dalai Lama
0: in effect There's, you're comparing him, him, to him, to him to the Dali Lama I cannot
2: Lama. wait to call him Derusha Lama that's gonna happen oh uh, <laughs> Oh shit! Uh, oh, is that sacrilege? That just ruined. Yeah, oh man, that just ruined my entire answer. Mine's right. mine's good. so dumb. Well, you. I mean, you, I'm I'm guess thirty one. You sniped me twice. You sniped me twice tonight. Right. So no, I I I would say that um, I I don't I honestly at this point I don't think that I'm the amount of time that I put into DJing is way more than anything else that I've done in my life. So I feel like I should look at it from that point of view. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've I've got one on either side of it. Um, I was really, really humbled uh, and amazed at how fucking cool he was when I got to talk to DJ AM uh, because in the span of about a year and a half, from, from his residencies in Vegas making $10,000, $20,000, whatever, he changed the pay scale for DJs in Minneapolis, Minnesota by more than double. Like, in the span of that year, just by him putting the craft on and like doing what he was doing it caused an entire city to change the rate of pay for artists and i don't know in my life i don't know anybody else that's like kind of single-handedly done that like where literally overnight nightclubs started to value what we did and people were just freely giving us more money without us having to wrestle for it you know my first dj gigs it was 75 dollars for five hours and to where that ended up hourly though (laughs) he <laughs> was, <it> was brilliant. <laughs> um, and then the the flip side of that would be the other human being that I think has shepherded the craft uh, to a level where he's like God status now would be if I ever got to just say thank you to DJ Jazzy Jeff. Oh, I think that would be yeah. unbelievable because what that dude has done from the the early years, obviously not the roots, but like the early years of hip hop becoming big. To right up to today, what he is doing for the craft, for the technology, for the artists, for the producers, like the way that that guy has gone about his life, he's moved behind the scenes for so many things to make things happen for other people. Yep. And he's done it almost completely selflessly. Yep. And, and he's
1: got fucking chops.
2: Yeah, dude. And on top of it, he's still operating at like oh the God. most elite level of oh anybody God. I've ever he's seen. He's
1: fucking great.
2: He's done shit. I've gotten to see him live once. And I've seen him, I mean, countless times on video. And he's done shit that, like, even with a camera on his hands, I don't exactly know what he's doing.
1: I mean, like, DJ is a really loosely used term. mm mm-hmm. That dude is a fucking DJ. mm mm-hmm my god. Mm -hmm.
2: And he's the person like when people say that that's not like a musical art form, that's the person that I'll send him to. Or AM at the time, same thing.
1: Or A-Track, where like there's a bunch of people who are like, wow,
2: that's a fucking A-Track I lucked out and actually got to have like a nice conversation with and he was so irritated to have to talk to anybody that it made it, like it took any sort of like possibility of me being starstruck out of it. It wasn't a nice conversation. (laughs) (laughs) It was cool and I I think once he realized that like I wasn't like trying to like fanboy out or Ask for like a weird photo. He ended up actually being pretty tight because yeah. we just talked about music real quick. But yeah, he he wanted to be in back, it's not tough. not talking to me. It's tough for I mean, sure. Fucking, it's tough. And that was that was dope. Like Am literally took the time we all spent like twenty minutes in the booth talking about shit, and it just happened to be that the people that I was friends with at the time had made some songs that he was using, and so we all just went up there. So I just kind of got brought in as a plus one. And then we just kept chatting about that for a little while. But to be able to just say thank you and to be like, I I just hope you understand that like thousands of people who are doing a small scale version of what you do get paid way more because you decided to really work at it. That's awesome. And it was like to be able to get to say that to somebody. I don't give a shit if he forgot two seconds later. I know that I got to say that to him. And that's that's cool. That's awesome. But jazz man. Someday I will find a way to say the same thing to him. Because he became the defense mechanism for every time a DJ feels like we're not counted as any Mm. part of music, Mm. watch him do what he does and then watch the rest of the people around the world trying to figure out how to do that, how to do it different, how to do it better, how to do it halftime, like whatever it is, people like that are the people that there's an explosion and it goes out in infinite directions. I love that. I love that, man.
1: Uh, Charles, what about you?
2: Jiro. Oh yeah. We started Shit. with
1: it. <laughs> that's six shots. I think yeah, that's yeah, how yeah. we close the podcast. Bop, 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 bop. Back, back 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 he's still
2: back, back, with back. us he's
1: still with us you did check it out although i am no longer with us <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was a fucking pleasure being on your podcast it was so much fun having you uh, here you guys are great you're both really funny and uh, i am. fucking really it we will invite you out to eat no whenever one. you Thanks want to come for hang out spill fucking drinks all over your shit and Fuck, yeah. drink We've... six of your drinks we do it every time. So, God, if, damn, you guys go hard. We're. <laughs> yeah, just, uh,
2: well, When, whatever, when yeah, they're yeah, not they're going hard Google,
1: the paint. Google me, fucking. hit, Put me in your Google. In the Google machine? Fucking check me <laughs> out. Punch it in. Uh, one key a at a, a time. I got a podcast. I'm just kidding. I don't have a podcast. Not yet.
2: You I should know, have a podcast. Right what do
1: you think? Everyone should have a podcast. Sim
2: Simsolo, does. Shredders, Doomtree, fucking. Uh, what, am, what else am I missing?
1: That's it. I got it. I got records I got records everywhere I uh, I just love making shit yep. that's the, the only fucking thing is like I love learning I love making that's yes it. so I'm fucking just doing everything I can to do the most uh, because love I want it. someone to fucking remember me like Da Vinci <laughs> yeah because like do you remember four other people who lived in Da Vinci's era no Steve it's gonna be me. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: I've had oh, a lot of Drew Oh, Jewish my God. You people. Steve. Steve. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Charles, where can people find you on them internets? Uh, they cannot. Oh, let it be broken.
1: That. I love that. You're
0: just not on the no, internet. I cannot <laughs> be found.
1: Fucking shout out to Charles. Charles is the only one of us who's got it fucking sorted out. Not yeah, a
0: liar, but I... Quam, where can you be found?
2: I'm all over the thing. <laughs> Just fucking Google Quam at or Quamunist. Yeah.
1: At BeQuam at out. Twitter.com.
2: Yeah, at be the bomb At BeTheBomb at Facebook. BeTheBomb.com. Again, <laughs> if you get a chance. That guy's uh, about to get a
0: couple followers. be like, yeah, what the
2: Something fuck? <laughs> like a <I've> Ben Quam. <laughs> this? Oh, uh, shout out to the other Ben Quam in the Twin Cities on Twitter who's got a couple other followers thanks to us putting <laughs> the shit out yeah, yeah, there. Man, fuck that Ben Quam. And me not saying. No, he's dope. He's good people. <laughs>
1: okay. Uh, I take it back. I take he's, it back. Oh,
2: he's cool. Okay. Shout out
1: to you, Benquam. Yeah. Uh, Second.
2: 2.0. <laughs> 2.0. 2. All right, y'all. Uh, take care of yourselves. We love yes. you. If you feel like it, please throw a positive review on there. Again, we're just trying to get out to more people. We and love you so much. Get some more guests. Get like,
1: some more. Fucking, uh, we struggling. read the reviews, you guys. We're That's how again. we know that it's good to come <laughs> on the podcast.
0: If you don't leave a fucking five star. That's right. How am I supposed to know? This How is incredible. No, man, it's just like searching Yelp. This is incredible. So leave a,
2: Leave a five star, <laughs> and then give yourself a present, which would be going onto whatever music service you use, mm-hmm. and look up the Shredder's song. It was written dot 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 again, and listen to the fucking wordplay that my dude does. That song still blows my fucking mind, and I listened to it again twice today because it still just blows me away that a it's human that I get to talk to writes some shit like that.
1: Appreciate you, man. Thank you. All right, Cheers. y'all. Well,
2: we'll see you next episode. Peace.